What's up, YouTube? What's up, everybody? Good morning. What's up, Facebook? What's up, YouTube? Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, KHEA Radio. Make sure that you are following us on Facebook. We're going to have an awesome day today. We have some stuff going on this weekend. We're going to be touching on that. We have a canned food drive that's going on. Right now, we got about 13 seconds left, and we're going to get this show started. Get it going. So hopefully y'all are having an awesome day. I believe we're going to impart something useful and some uh, positivity today into your life. Good morning. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. And we are your Kickstart morning show host for KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. If it sounds like there's a monkey hanging from the microphone doing like a, uh, a slam dunk on it, it's Kurt. Sorry, my mic was like turned facing like the computer. I'm like, I can't talk into that. It's got to be facing me. There you go. Well, you know what? So we have some stuff going on today. We're going to have an awesome show. But first, we want to touch on what's going on tomorrow. So tomorrow is Saturday. um, And we have an event taking place in Texas City at the Moore Memorial Public Library right off of Palmer. If you're familiar with uh texas city then you know if you keep going you're gonna get to like alfie's fish and chips then you get to taqueria in texas city and then there's the more memorial public library on the right i remember being a kid we would go to field trips there uh get some books and and do some reports we didn't ever got the buck though but tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m we have an event going on yeah tomorrow is our canned food drive you can come and drop off canned food items non-perishable items to the Moore Memorial Public Library. We're trying to pack the Gallison County Food Bank for the holiday season. It's going to be a good time. We teamed up with Texas Chronicles, History, Mystery, and Adventure. We're teaming up with um, with Chef Mary Bass and her nonprofit called Chef's Table Charities. You know, Mary, there's a lot going on in, in everybody's lives. I know it's a busy time, but uh, we are excited to team up with both of these organizations and a bunch of people throughout the community, a bunch of restaurants, business owners, gyms. One of those gyms is going to be in today, but we're all trying to collect as many canned goods as we can, you know, Furniture Zone, Texas Pit Stop, um, all, all of these places trying to make sure that we fill up the the food bank here in Galveston County for the holidays. Did you see how packed the Furniture Zone I did. box was? Yeah. We might have a winner. I don't know. Remember, we'll see. if you are a business and you have those canned food uh, boxes for the Galveston County Food Drive, if you have the most items, you will get a free month of sponsorship here at KHEA Radio. And how cool is that? That's awesome. That is cool. So uh, hopefully we have some people who are fired up about it, and you are going to be able to drop off some canned goods in the morning if you'd like to. I know uh, I saw Solian got on the stream. Solian, um, she has been doing this like hustling for canned goods, like placing boxes in places just because she likes to get back to the community. So I saw she had posted somewhere on, on I don't know where, but that she was like, hey, I got to go pick up some canned goods from these different places. I think it was like the Dickinson Police Department, like two car dealerships and all this other stuff just because she likes to help give back. So you don't have to be a business. You can just be an everyday person, you know, just somebody who likes to do something good and and try and collect some canned goods and then, Drop them off off to us tomorrow, 10 o'clock to 1, right? 10 to 12 or so? Yes, 10 to 1. And I'm really excited about this because we here at KHEA Radio, we love the community. We love giving back to the community. And this is kind of our first 
big effort to give back. And I'm really excited to see how tomorrow goes so that way we can keep doing this more. So if you have canned food items, come and say hi. We're going to have the big truck out there from the Galveston County Food Bank, and we're going to fill that thing to the top. That's what's up. I see uh, Cool Cow Creamery is is on our stream as well. Jennifer, one of the owners uh, of Cool Cow, so they have a box as well. She said, hey, they're offering 10% off at Cool Cow if you bring in canned goods for the food drive. So they have a box there. Um, go get some ice cream that is, I, I would say it's great. It's delicious ice cream. We dropped a video this morning. You can see for yourself, and then you can go taste for yourself with the can of food, of course. You need a can of food. I mean, I like how these places are trying to get these canned food items. It's really cool. I think at Furniture Zone, if, if you bring in, you get an extra entry into the five hundred dollar every can gift card for every can. Yeah, they <laughs> Furniture Zone. Furniture Zone. They do this thing where every month they do a drawing. So it's like this big old wheel. You can put your name in there. They give away a five hundred dollar gift card every month. If you bring in a can of food, you can get an extra, an extra name in that drawing. I think they said you can bring like ten. You can bring 10 up to 10 and they'll let you put your name in there 10 extra times. You could do that every day. You could have been doing this every day and had your name in there. Like, I don't know. I'm no good times. at math. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. Okay, guys. But I'm thinking if there was 30, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> shout out to all the places that are partnering with us and, and helping us fill up the Galveston County food bank this November. I'm really excited about this. I This is this has kind of been our, our first jump into this and i'm really excited for it yeah me too so we have a couple guests coming in uh we're gonna have a good show today right now it's 8 45 this is khea radio it's kickstart you're listening on 99.5 fm or you can stream us from anywhere in the world at khearadio.com i'm super excited about the show today you know our first guest that we're gonna have on i learned about her and what she does through our good friend chevy who always who comes up he cuts Kurt's hair unless Kurt cheats on him with uh, John the Baptized Barber, which did happen, but that's that's not that important. But she has some some cool stuff going on. She's spreading awareness and trying to make a difference in, in the community. So we're going to be talking about sex trafficking. We're going to be talking about the issues that are that are taking place, even in our community that, you know, sometimes don't get enough awareness. And we want to make sure that Anybody that's doing something positive, anybody that's doing something to try and make a difference, we want to spread their name out there, what they have going on, so that way people can help support them or people can be uh, shown a light like, hey, this is what's going on in, in our world today. So right now it's it's 846. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11 a.m. today. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up next is Bethel. You can... Keep hanging out with me. Keep hanging out with us on our Facebook stream. Just search KHEA Radio on Facebook. Make sure you're liking KHEA Radio on Facebook. Stay tuned. Hey, and then in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have uh, Sanctuary Gym in. And they are, I think they have a Friendswood address. So whenever we went there, we dropped off that box and they were super excited to, to fill it up. So let's see what kind of report they have for us. Maybe they... Collected some cans, collected some non-perishable items to drop in the food bank. So we're going to find out. Um, I have a lot I want to say, but I, I need to make sure that Kurt is in here and approves because it's, it's, it's quite a bit about Kurt. There he is. Don't you like Kurt's outfit today? 
Uh, it's good. He said he's trying. <laughs> he has a he has a red hat, and sometimes I tell him, "Dude, you look like you're trying to make America great again." That hat. And so Let's today, not go there. So today, on. but it's not. It's not one of those. So then today, he has this black one on. I said, "You look like you're trying to make America something again." I'm not really sure with the black and white hat. And what did you say? I said, "You said, uh, oh, I said M A P C." Make America PC. <laughs> Make America PC again. <laughs> I guess. Politically correct, right? Politically correct. So hopefully everyone's doing good. It is Friday. We're going to have an awesome uh, time this Ooh, morning. Did you see? What? Suave. What suave? What? Uh, Kurt's looking suave. I'm excited that. for the uh, Jennifer did. I think it's just suave. Oh, I like the suave. You had to put like a little thing over the E and the suave. Kurt's French. <laughs> I can see I mean, him being like, okay, so what's wrong? We got the jacket. Nothing's wrong. We got the polo. We got the Del T gray boots. Okay. We got the hat. Yeah. The hat's just to cover the hair because I didn't do it this morning. <laughs> I, Did you wear the jacket? Cause you're like, it's kind of cold outside. Yeah. I, I walked outside and I'm like, I should go get a sweatshirt. And I was like, I don't know where I have a sweatshirt. <laughs> and so you just got your like, like your I do know coat. where my sports coat is. Let's put that <laughs> yeah. on for the day. Well, he did. He was here. He was here whenever I got here. And which is rare. But either way, I'm I'm happy. So think- I saw him walk in and I, or like he was here. And I was like, what you do you have going on today? Because this is like you're going to court apparel today. You know, this the, is like what you would wear to court. The, the best part about this outfit, I have to say, and you're going to yell at me for this. You ready? The white tube socks. <laughs> I don't mind if you wear white tube socks. The white tube socks. Because if you have a boot and it covers the ankle, then most likely your socks won't be shown. Yeah. Sometimes I do like wearing the, like the ankle socks with these boots, like the black uh-huh. ankle socks. Like Why? they're below the ankle. I don't know. They just fe- it feels cool to look down and be like, am I wearing socks? Am I not wearing socks? Crystal, no, that's a great question. She said, wow, Kurt was early. And then she said, was Guardy late? <laughs> uh, the answer is no. Yeah. I was not late. You were a little late. No, I was sitting in my car because I was like, well, Kurt's not here anyways. But since it's supposed to rain this afternoon, I parked over here under an awning. And I was just uh, pretty much just scrolling Facebook, playing on my <laughs> phone, responding to some emails, <laughs> doing a little bit of Skyping. Uh, just, I was out there for like 10 minutes. And then I was like, well, I better get in there. You're kind of lucky that I I was in first because you parked over there and I was the first one in the building this morning so I had to deactivate the alarm. I do that all the time. But ha- there's none over there. Is there not? No, you would have to run all the way oh. over to the other side. I would just like least, go, you know what I would do? I don't know if there is one over there. I shouldn't. Yeah, there is one to the left as you walk in. What I would have done if there isn't one, the alarm starts beeping, I'm like, nope. I just close the door, (laughs) get my car and drive away. (laughs) I'll let somebody else handle it. So Jennifer said um, she's dropping off those gift cards for that Cool Cow Creamery. She's not going to get you any. She said, Kurt, bring Kurt some ice ice cream. I see that. Thanks, Jennifer. Nobody remembers me. Uh, I think it's because, and I was asking Kurt this morning. I was like, Kurt, do you think you're a little bit of a narcissist? And he was like, what's a narcissist? And I said, would you, would the, you like for me to read in the de- can, definition? Can we get the definitions again? But I had to read the definition to him like four times because he kept like looking at himself in the mirror and his outfit. And like he was like, oh, I look good today. And I, I was like, very Kurt. suave. <laughs> I was like, do you not hear? So anyway, hey, Alicia's here. 
Hey, check. She doesn't get a zero for the day. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> uh, the office is closed. Here Scott shared it. Thank you, Scott. So Scott gets, you know, passes for the day. Scott would get a pass anyways. He has a he has some That's passes saved up. <laughs> <He does>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, I, I need more than a pint, Jennifer. I need like a gallon to take down in the show. Gallon, <laughs> a gallon. If I'm I the only one who does that, like where I, where I get gallon ice cream and it's gone in a day. Am I the only one? No, I feel like other people may do that too, but they may have a family or like a birthday party going on. (laughs) (laughs) Not eating it by themselves? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Dang. What's up, Jennifer Fuller? Um, Hey, everybody. So we have something going on tomorrow morning at Moore Memorial Public Library in Texas City. We are going to be out there, rain or shine, hopefully shine, um, hanging out in the front of the library, we have some volunteers. We're going to be collecting some canned goods. So if people want to come and drop some off, that's cool. If not, that's cool too. Either way, we'll be out there. And we have uh, some businesses that we've partnered up with. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone's saying good morning. Somebody, I like Mercy's comment. She said, good morning, sunshines. Even on a rainy, gloomy day, have a blessed and fabulous day and weekend. I appreciate that. Jennifer said we had a someone request a custom gallon and sent us a pic of him eating it straight from the cart. It wasn't me. I <laughs> promise it wasn't me. It might have been me. See, I, I told them when they came in that day, I said, you guys need to have a better challenge than just eating ice cream because I feel like I could take down any ice cream eating challenge. Okay. You know who I saw last night? Chevy. Uh, no, Steven. <laughs> Uh, from Rolling Republic. Okay. Uh, and you know, just brought up Where again at, at uh, Gringos. Oh, cool. Yeah, you also he, saw Nunzio. At Gringos. I saw Nunzio at Gringos as Did well. Did you see anybody else at Gringos? Because I need to know uh, these things. Do you remember the person <laughs> that I almost went vegan for? She was there. She was. What was she eating? She cheese. I, she was serving. I guess. <laughs> oh, she works there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, and so, hey, uh, last time I went to Gringos, uh, I went with Pastor Josh and like the music people yeah and they didn't bring our change it was like the bill so whenever you have a table that's like big they'll usually add the tip on there yeah you know like oh 15 percent or 18 percent, whatever it was we had a group of like 12 right so they they added the tip on there and then i think the total was like 176 dollars right right and so josh had paid for it all he had to leave so he left us 200 176 dollars with the tip include like added in there mathematically and then so we gave her 200 bucks. She's like, I'll be back with the change. And then like she was a ghost. She ghosted us. Like That's gone. how I would do it. I would just get up and leave. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I got to go. And it was like, all right, cool. Well, dang, you got yourself, you know, like a, a pretty a 30%, you know, tip there. Um, but it's it's just money. You know, at the end of the day, like I felt bad because it wasn't my, my money. Like if it was my money, but Josh had left it. And so, I, you know, I brought him the receipt and I was like, hey, that she went ghost on us, dude. And then we had asked her for some other things. So she came back and like, oh, here's your to go. And then it was like, did she ever bring back the thing to anybody? But anyways, thanks, Green Ghost. Keep going. <laughs> and so I said, we're, we're planning to do the uh, the Red Oak Cafe P- uh, Pancake Challenge. And so we were talking about that. And then Jennifer just said, we have a challenge, a scoop of all 12 flavors, one each of our sandwiches and two slices of ice cream pie with waffle cones on top bananas and lots of hot fudge i i can do that all day 
Like that's all day for me, ice cream wise. So I think you could do it. I don't know. If it was ice cream, maybe straight. But hey, Soleon said gringos, papacitos, and Jimmy Changas aren't a no for her. Mm. I think they're good. And if I had to rate them, well, first of all, gringos and, and Jimmy Changas, well, they're the same owner you know and it's pretty to me it's like hey you can tell it's like the same food i'm sure they use the same ingredients probably the same cook or, or chef was like designing the entrees but papacitos I, I enjoy papacitos so there's different okay whenever you look at restaurants especially mexican food there's like like what i'd call like affordable or cheap hey this is a bang for your buck you're gonna go spend like six dollars like with tax included right and the food is gonna be good for it being like a $5 plate, you know? And it's like, man, then you have places like Lupe Tortilla where you're going to pay a little bit more. And I would compare it Papacitos like in there as well, you know? And then you have like your authentic and then you have, oh, specialized Tex-Mex. If you want enchiladas, go here. If you want this. so <clears throat> Taco it's, John's, you know? Right. If you're going to yeah. be like, hey, Taco John's or Taco Bell, from what I hear, people say, oh yeah, I want the, I want the Taco John's. Or like, Taco Cabana or Taco Bell. I want Taco Cabana. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there's all these different tiers. We need to get with Jennifer and like work on a spreadsheet. <laughs> we'll we be should the taste do a, We should do a spreadsheet in general for like, like a rating system. I think I saw Bentley does that. Like they'll go out to a restaurant and they'll yeah. have a rating system for each restaurant. We should do that for ours. The KHEA rating. The KHEA rating. I would feel bad giving someone a, a not nice rating though, wouldn't you? Uh, I feel like there would have to be like, like good, great, better, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, like, okay, you know, like nothing or, worse than okay, you know, so we don't, or if we you don't, don't like it, anybody, then it's like, hey, we just don't rate you, you know, you know, you don't get the KHEA rating. We should do like the five star, like the KHEA five star award. Is that because you saw Pierogi Queen, uh, got the Houston Chronicle, like from, five star, yeah, yeah, or something well, they did, like they that. got actual things, so. Yeah, shout out to them. We should do that. We should do like a KHEA five stars. People would be like, oh, thanks. Like, <laughs> like thank who are you? Dude, <laughs> what are me, you guys? You know what we'd have to do is just start hanging it on people's walls. Yeah, <laughs> like if we got our own hammer and nail. Like, hey, we got you this award. Do you want us to hang it? I already have a plan. Kurt, you'll be in the hot dog costume, right? And I'm like, just go to the middle of the restaurant and like trip over the water and start dancing. So you're like pushing the waiter, start dancing, and I have like like hammers. I'm like, oh, clear. It's and then you just like, like roll a dine out. And dash. You don't get up. You just roll out the door, <laughs> like, and we're gone. If we work on this, we can get our time down to like, I don't know, two minutes, just enough. Jimmy Changas or Jimmy Changas? Like Changas or two? No, there's. Oh, just trying to debate. What is it? Jimmy Changas or Jimmy Changas? I think it's Changas. Jimmy Changas. I like Jimmy Changa. Changa, 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 Changa. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe Changas because it's like a chimichanga. Yeah. See, that's that's maybe what it. And chimichangas are like butterfingers, but like what? Right? What? Say it again. Chimichangas uh, are like those little butterfinger things, right? What are you Hispanic, thinking? Hispanic, like they have like they're like peanut butter candies no Kurt. it's like a burrito oh yeah, a little bit okay so what are those little butterfinger tasting things aren't those candy? a chunk yeah it's candy I, I don't know i don't know what candy but it's like about. a changa or something like that hmm. thinking of a chancla 
No, that's... sometimes I wish your mom would have popped you with the chongla. A chongla is a little bit. Uh, no, but they're, they're little. I can't. I don't remember the name of them. I used to have them when we were young. They were at the local gas station. They were somebody help me. <laughs> Butterfinger thing. You sent help. I just had to bring our Chico guests sticks. In. That's what they were. Chico okay. sticks. Chico sticks. Thank that's you, Jennifer. That's what I was thinking of. I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, a chimichanga. <laughs> chimichanga. I don't know why I thought that that's what those were called. Oh, is it nine o'clock yet? Can really <laughs> guess? Oh, man, we got 20 seconds and it can't come fast enough. Chico Sticks. Does anybody remember that song where they referenced the Chico Stick? I don't. No. Chico Sticks. Those were delicious. <laughs> I'm walking away. Bye, guys. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah what's y'all's favorite mexican food restaurant we we need to do some more mexican food my wife made tacos last night hello guardy how are you doing hi stephanie nice to meet you nice to meet you let me grab my phone and my cough drop stephanie stephanie yes stephanie what's your last name clausen c-l-a-w-s-o-n I wonder after my last statement if Jennifer wants to take back the suave statement. <laughs> suave. Somebody said Kurt looks suave. And he was like, oh, I look suave. I was like, I think that's just suave. <laughs> suave. Cool. That's nice. Uh, can we do a poll? So what do you think? Is it Jimmy Changas or Jimmy <laughs> Changas? You know the restaurant? I'm, I'm saying Changa. Changas. Changas? Yes. That's what I say too. Jimmy Chonkless. It's like a. Isn't that shoe? That is shoe. It's like a sandal. It's a very specific shoe. It is a chonkla. I say Kurt's mom should have maybe introduced him to the chonkla a little bit earlier. It'd make all of our lives a little bit easier. Just kidding, kind of. So, Stephanie. I, I believe we got hooked up with you through Chevy, right? Yes, we did. Okay, Mutual cool. Friends. That's awesome. Oh, this is going to be another Chevy show. Chevy's awesome. Chevy knows a little bit of uh, oh, of everybody. Oh, <laughs> of everything from every neck of the woods. Yeah, he's so awesome. Chevy, he was cutting Kurt's hair, but then there's like a thing where if you get your your hair cut by somebody, it's called like cheating on your barber. If you go to a I dip, watched it. Oh, you watched it? <laughs> I watched it. I watched it. But, it was guilt-ridden, but it's okay. <laughs> man, I felt so bad. I was like, please don't post this. Uh, and he's like, well, we're live on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, it was great. It was hey, great. But Chevy. <laughs> we met John the Baptized Barber. We didn't even know. And we we're like, so where did the name come from? And Because I could assume, but you don't know. Right, so right. he was like, well, I got baptized this year. You know, this and that. I was like, man, that's a really cool story. Like, yes. you know, uh, and we got to meet him and Chevy. He knows Chevy. So because, of course, Chevy knows a little bit of everybody. Why wouldn't he know Chevy? I don't know. Yeah, he knows everybody. We had the mayor of Santa Fe in and and They're uh, best friends yesterday. I think they were raised uh, next they, to each other. Yeah. yeah on the down same the street. incident that yeah. took place. Well, yeah. Jason's um, a couple years older than than Chevy. And I can't, I know Chevy now and I can't imagine Chevy as a kid. So. <laughs> so there were some stories. He's a lovely man. Yeah, he's awesome. Yes, yes. He's awesome. <laughs> So, uh, okay. Is this your husband? It is. Kirk. That's my husband, Kirk. He's fantastic. Unfortunately, couldn't be with us this morning, mm -hmm. but um, he's a wonderful man. So, Kurt sometimes gets called Kirk. 
and actually it's the same was it jesse deplanis called you kirk no it was oh marco, marco <laughs> and i From got it like all day like i still get text messages like oh your name is kirk <laughs> so darren yesterday said hey on our our stream or something yesterday he said hey kurt's new name is kirk <laughs> he gets kurt so because of his last name because the double Claw. k like kurt Clausen, so people say Kurt. Kurt, Kurt so Claw. then he's like, no, it's like Captain. So then now people call him Captain Kurt. Captain Kurt. People always ask me, is it like Captain? I'm like, yeah. you can call me Captain, yeah. <laughs> but it's Kurt. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it happens. Ah, see, there it goes again. There it goes again. The K I R K. Man, so uh, what area are you originally from? Um, well, I was born and raised in Idaho. And then moved down here when I was 16 with my parents. And mm -hmm. so we lived in Texas City. Cool. So I graduated Texas City High School and then just kind of stayed in this area. Then we got into ministry and then kind of traveled the globe. Cool. Really? You don't mind me asking what year did you graduate? 96. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. You just aged me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> come on, Darty. I graduated early. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I graduated smart. when I was 14. <laughs> no, I didn't. Cool. But, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. So we have Stephanie Clausen here. And so you have uh, an organization. You, I guess you've been a missionary and you've done some other, other things as well. Can you kind of yeah. share just a little bit before we go on the FM? We have like a minute and a half yeah. just so we can hear a little bit about everything you have going on. Yeah. So we're missionaries and we've done work in Niger, Tanzania, Honduras, uh, Thailand. Um, let me see where else. I feel like I'm missing some place. Um, Belize. So we actually did. <laughs> live in Belize for about three months at the end of 2015. Okay. Um, and that's kind of where our calling to mission started. So we went on our first mission trip in 2011 thinking we're good people, right? We love mm -hmm. Jesus and we're just going to go and see what's about. And um, we went and the Lord just wrecked us. And we realized that our calling was to the nations, calling to kind of just saying, here I am, you know, send us wherever. And then we went to Belize, um, probably four, we made four trips before we spent that three months at the end of 2015. So wow. uh, we love it. We love missions and we love the heart of missions, what it's about, furthering the kingdom, um, bringing people, you know, lost souls. That's into cool. The kingdom. So, yeah, awesome. that's what we do. That's very good. So yeah. we got um, 30 seconds. Okay. And then we're going to go on the FM as well. Perfect. We'll introduce you and go. Do I have to put these awesome headphones on? You can. It helps. To hear our voices helps a helps. little bit. Yeah, we still got some time. Well, like fifteen seconds. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's what up, Brian? Doing? Hey, did you see the video, Kurt? It was shared with uh, Brian's with. Oh, with Brian's. Brian's. Yeah, yeah it was Brian's cool. son. Three. Mark. Good morning. It's 9.06. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. And we have a special guest in studio. We have Stephanie Clausen. Stephanie, how's it going today? Hey, it's good. It's going good. Good morning. Good. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. So we got introduced to you through our good friend Chevy, who kind of knows a little bit of, of, of everything and everybody. And yesterday we had the mayor of Santa Fe, Texas in. And of course, they have some um, some stories and they grew up on the same street and all that as well. So how did you end up meeting Chevy? Oh, wow. It, I'm going to say 
seven or eight years ago, my husband and I were youth pastors at our parents' church in Texas City, Bridge of Hope. Okay. And um, we wanted to do this great youth event and, you know, how can we get youth to come in and really engage with the Lord. And somehow, oh, actually, Chevy was a waiter at Casa Ole. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of drummed up a conversation. And he said, this is what I do. I have these youth that come in and play music. We'll come and just play and see what happens. And he showed up with this amazing group of youth. And man, it was an amazing night. We just had a fantastic time. That's cool. And then the relationship just kind of kind of i don't know we yeah just, it goes from there oh yeah well with him yeah it kind of <laughs> kind of goes cool so okay so stephanie and your husband's name is kirk yes and we were talking a little bit about uh what you have going on and so it looks like you've been pretty busy you've been everywhere yeah. all over the, all over the world literally all over the world can you kind of share i guess what your calling is and where all you've been and what you have going on yeah, definitely. Well, our calling is to the nations. And so we just really believe in the mission of furthering the kingdom and bringing hope to the hopeless. And we've um, just, we went on our first mission trip in 2011 and just had a fantastic time. The Lord just totally altered our DNA for understanding what the mission was and how to further it. And so uh, we found ourselves then serving in Honduras, uh, we went to Belize on five different trips. We've served in Tanzania, Niger, Thailand. And so we've kind of moved around a little bit, but just had an extraordinary time working alongside fantastic missionaries that have just sold their lives out to the Lord. Wow. And then we found ourselves here in Houston working alongside um, two major anti-trafficking organizations, Elijah Rising and Rescue Houston. And we worked under them um, for a good two and a half years to kind of learn the landscaping or the landscape, sorry, right. of anti-trafficking. And the Lord just really developed some great stuff in our hearts about um, how to like how to collectively work with other organizations who are doing the same thing. Like we don't mm -hmm. need another anti-trafficking organization. How can we take the ones that are already in existence and highlight them, get them volunteers, get them a good donor base and get them the needs that they have to keep doing the work that they're doing. And here in Galveston County, the need is just as great in Houston, even though Houston, unfortunately is the number one hub for trafficking. And um, why is that? Is that just the, the location of where is. we're at or it is. We're really close to the border of Mexico. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of trafficking across the border. Um, Houston sits in the middle of the I-10 corridor. So you have trafficking from East Coast to West Coast. And Houston is one of the most diverse cities. And so when you walk down the street of Houston or you go to restaurants or you go to events, it's very easy to see many different nationalities of people. And it doesn't strike you as being odd. Right. And so it's very easy for women who have been trafficked internationally or even domestically to just blend in. And right now, Houston has, I think, um, the Houston Chronicle came out a couple months ago saying they actually have more illicit massage parlors than they have Starbucks. So there's about wow. 300 illicit massage parlors in Houston. But Galveston County also has um, up close about 20 illicit massage parlors here in Galveston County that most people don't even know about. And so there's amazing organizations that are out there making an impact. And the Lord just asked us just to serve them and to walk alongside them and highlight them. And so yeah. um, I've, I've seen some stuff like pop up on social media where, and I, you always need to be aware of your, of your surroundings, but we're members of like leak city talks and there's like all these talk groups and talk valve and, and all that stuff. And so these, their stories and, and people will share like, Hey, I was at the grocery store and you know, there was somebody following me, you know, and is that, 
instances of people potentially trying to be like kidnapped? I, I mean, and and put into like a trafficking. Sure. Type thing? Well, I think Hollywood, unfortunately, has kind of made this. Um, I don't want to say unrealistic because right. yes, does kidnappings happen? And of course that happens, but a lot of the trafficking occurs online. So now we have this huge social media platforms of Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook and all mm -hmm. these places. And you have 11 year olds and 12 and 13 year olds that have all these accounts. And what's happening is the traffickers are smart people. I mean, it's a criminal enterprise. They're not dumb. It's not a, a multi-billion dollar industry for, because yeah, unintelligent people are running it. Right. And so what's happening now is there's this grooming process that takes place on social media to where they befriend the, the young person. Um, sometimes it's in youth groups. And I know people go, no, that, that can't be true. But man, when you're talking about being able to make millions of dollars and billions of dollars, they have people that go in. And I'm not saying don't send your kids a youth yeah. group, but it's one of these things where we have to be aware as parents, we need to be very aware of what is going on on your kids social media what are they who are their friends why is my 14 year old friends with a 25 year old you know right that just like i tell my kids if you've never met them in person you shouldn't be friends with them on social media mm -hmm. and and i think just as parents we need to kind of step up our game we really need to be aware of what's going on who where our kids are and um just who they're talking to and and where they're at so yeah. wow you know, one of the things that we were talking about illicit um, massage parlor, you know, parlors or anything like that in our area. One of the things I was talking to somebody who actually puts on a fashion show for um, for trafficking. Um, they were like, it's really hard for police to go into these places to, to, to put a stop to it. Is that is that true? It is very true, because what happens is they they're a very legit storefront and like if me and my mom wanted a massage, let's say we would go in and we would get a hour massage for $60, whatever, have a lovely time and leave. But if um, a couple gentlemen went in to get a massage, there's certain lingo that they could use and their services would be very different, mm -hmm. but they're, um, they're, they have a permit to operate. They don't cause a, a, a nuisance in, you know, in our community. So it's very difficult to like, we can't just kick down the door and be like, we don't want you open. So a lot of what we do, we're partnered with amazing organization called Providence Outreach Ministries. And she's been in um, the Galveston area doing lots of ministry to the massage parlors. And she simply goes in and just loves on the women. And she's had women come um, asked to be baptized. She's had women. I mean, it's just been beautiful. But I think that's really the heart of Jesus is we don't go in and, and cause a I guess a ruckus, but we go in and we love on people and we let them know like what is going on with you now. You don't have to, this doesn't have to be your life and there's other options. And that's a lot of what our ministry is because we we've done ministry on the street level where we've met women who are being prostituted on the street. We've mm -hmm. um, gone and done strip club ministry. And a lot of people say she simply chooses it. Right. And it's easy for us to look at that and say, yeah, perhaps that is a choice, but really it's a choice made out of a lack of choice. And so when you start thinking about that and you go, well, maybe she's at a strip club and she's working at a strip club, but maybe she has addiction or maybe she has um, a mom that it has cancer and has to have all this surgery, or maybe simply she's had abuse in her past and her, her self-worth and her worthiness is so low that she believes that's all she's able to do. And that's a lot of the stories that we find when we talk to the women on the street or in mm -hmm. the clubs. And so it's just going in and 
kind of switching their train of thought and saying like, no, you are worthy and you do have worth and you don't have to choose quote unquote this, but there are other options. And so we have resources to plug them into. And um, we work with Lighthouse Christian Ministries and Baycliff and man, they have so many resources. It's fantastic. I can't even go down the list. And so it's just really wonderful to have options, be able to take um, women that have just severe brokenness and plug them into the community and, and love on them. That's cool. Yeah. And that is, it's very necessary because you always hear, you know, like whether it's the news or social media saying like, Hey, Houston has a, a trafficking problem. And it's like, okay, well, I've lived in this area my whole life. And I, I don't, if I've seen something, I don't know, right. you know, and you just don't know necessarily what to look for. Like, I didn't know most of it takes place online yeah. that, um, with the, with social media and the rise, it can be a great tool, but I guess it can be a, a great tool for the wrong people as well. Absolutely. Just as much as it is for, you know, us spreading something positive. Um, so yeah, I guess part of it is just knowing like, and then informing your kids, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and just having those conversations where, Hey, if you don't know that person, you don't know them. Um, you know, I think Crystal Kozis is here. I love that you choose to love on these ladies versus criticize them. And I think, you know, here at Abundant Life Christian Center, uh, KHEA radio is partnered with Abundant Life Christian Center. We actually have a, a billboard that has stood up for, for the test of time above heartbreak hotel, uh, heartbreakers. Yeah. And it says, you know, Jesus heals the brokenhearted. Absolutely. And I think that's the biggest, you know, I guess the situation is that, yeah, God can heal you, you know, in this situation. Absolutely. I, yeah. Everybody's going through something. Even your life can look like it's perfect, you know, but it's not necessarily, you know, what's on the outside, what's on the inside. You can't see somebody's heart, you know, and that's kind of like, hey, yeah, if your heart's broken, there is an answer to to every question, every every need that you have. And that is, you know, it's not you're not, not going to find it here, you know. Well, I think if if we just do all things in love. Right. And I know that sounds very basic and mm-hmm. we're not like tree hugging hippies here. And I don't I don't even believe Jesus is that way, but everything that we have to do is in love and, and people respond so much differently than, um, being aggressive or picketing or, I mean, yes, do those things have a place? Sure. Sure. But, um, when you're really talking about wanting to reach the brokenhearted and truly want to see restoration come to, um, people that, um, have had just horrendous, uh, past, you have to do it in love. And through that love, I think that's when you allow Jesus to come in and just really transform people's lives. Good morning. You're listening to KHEARadio.com at 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. We're going to be on till 11 a.m. Right now we're talking to Stephanie Clausen. She is a missionary and she is associated and works with some organizations and nonprofits in our area that are putting awareness and uh, trying to help some people in, in our area. But, you know, something else I want to talk about, you had mentioned all of the places that you had, you know, had either went and visited or lived there for a bit and done some work. Can you share a little bit about your experience in Thailand? Yes, actually, that was just this past March. And so, um, you know, I've seen a lot of documentaries on trafficking internationally. So I've worked Mm -hmm. here domestically and and you see the documentaries and you're so moved by it. And you're like, wow, this, you know, this is crazy. But I really wanted to put my own eyes on it. So uh, we are missionaries under a sending organization called Go To Nations. And they have a lot of missionaries um, in Chiang Rai, Thailand. And so I had the opportunity to go there and um, just kind of walk alongside them and see what are they doing. So we went out a couple nights and to 
So in Thailand, it's so much different than it is here because it's very out in the open and it's not as hidden as it he is here domestically. And there was um, just bars set up to where men can come in and play pool with women. And then you leave with that woman. And so we went to the bars and we just talked with the women and I got to really put my eyes on the landscape of how very different it is, but how very acceptable. And it, and it was just so much out in the open. And so it was just a different brokenness that I felt at that time that it was just kind of like the decay of society was becoming acceptable at this point. And then we went to some um, massage parlors and it was just interesting to see how they get the men to come in. What are the conversations like? How does all of this take place? I mean, the country is beautiful. All the people are amazing and they're they're so kind and, and so serving. But then a lot, unfortunately, Westerners um, go over and take advantage of um, the vulnerabilities of an impoverished nation. And so a lot of the families out in the village, so that live outside of the larger cities, um, sell their children to traffickers wow. because... Wow. Yes. And so they, what happens is a lot of the families, if you give birth to a female, it's often said, well, don't worry if you ever come into any kind of financial woes in the future, you can always sell your daughter. And they sell them at five-year-old, six, seven, eight and up. And so um, you kind of go, how does that even work? What is this? But it's been going on for hundreds of years, or I don't want to say hundreds, but it's been going on for a long time. And so like in our brains, we say that doesn't even make sense because I have a daughter, right? She's 15. I could think like, oh my gosh, I could never like sell her, but it's socially acceptable and it's kind of culturally and, and generational. And so it was really sad to see that, like I said, that decay just kind of normalized. Be, yeah. It's okay over there for some reason. Yeah. Did, did you have an, like, was it hard to be over there? Like, were you ever concerned or was it just kind of like, oh, it's another Westerner? trying to come in here and <laughs> sure and so i we have done so much ministry in so many crazy places and um you know when you're on the street even here in houston and you're talking to prostituted women and and then you have a pimp you know approach you and or you have drug dealers approach you you're just kind of like hey how's it going right we do everything in love and um i i'm never fearful and not that i i don't think about my safety or i don't take it into concern and um i told my mom one time and i know she's listening hi mom and um <laughs> i just told her i was like mom i have to i'm not kidnappable and she was like what does that even mean i'm like look um I'm a bit abrasive. And so if anyone tries to grab me, mom, they're not going to want me. I talk too much. They're going to be like, get this lady out of here. I'm older than, you know, the average person in the trafficking world. So I'm like, mom, look, I'll be safe. I'm not even kidnappable. Don't even worry. I'm outside of that. But, you know, I laughed. She did not. And um, but we we just have to understand that if we really, truly want to bring the light of the Lord, like this is a bright place in here, right? So he really requires us or asks of us to bring the light into the dark places. And so who's going to do that, right? Isaiah says, hey, you know, here I am, send me. And I think if you truly have that um, in your heart, you kind of walk in a freedom that the Lord gives you to, to go into those dark places. Now, I have walked out of places going like, I can't believe I was just in there mm -hmm. or wow. OK, but then but man, the Lord just equips you in a way that you when you say yes, now, yes can be kind of scary uh, when you say yes to the Lord. But man, when you say yes, it just gives a freedom that you've never felt before. And the Lord will equip you. Wow. Right now, we're talking to Stephanie Clausen. Uh, she is a missionary. So you, you're originally from Idaho. You said you moved down here whenever you were 16 years old. Yes. 
And what brought you down here with your family? Yeah. So my dad got a job working for the government. So he's a substance abuse counselor and he got a job working at a men's center in Texas City. And he's originally from the Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of my parents came down here really prayed about it. Um, my dad is an ordained minister under Church of, Church on the Rock out of Fort Worth. And um, he just, his heart is this is very similar, right? The mission and expanding the kingdom. And the Lord had given him a great word back. I think he's, I think it's like 1983 that um, revival was going to come to the Gulf Coast. And I think he really wanted to see that happen. And so they really prayed about it, moved us down here. I think there was about I think it was there six of us, six kids and a dog. And we moved down here and um, just they opened a church and uh, their heart is to reach the lost and the brokenhearted as well. And so it was just very really easy to to mimic that love that they have for people. And so I, I think that's and then I met my husband and he's great. And is he uh, local? Is he from here? He is. Originally? He's from yeah. Lamarck. So awesome. he's from here. And um, we, our parents, or my parents gave us an opportunity to be youth pastors. And we did that for about almost four years and then started into this walk of missions. And so it's just neat to see how the Lord just kind of built one thing on the other. And, it, cool. and it's great to see, hopefully, that I get to play that part in my dad's vision of seeing that revival come to the Gulf Coast. And so I'm really excited about that. You know, one of our pastors here, Josh Rudolph, he is the like associate pastor. He's originally from Idaho and moved here, I guess, like in 02 or 03 or something like that. And um, I, I forget, but he said the town that he was from is like tiny, you yes. know, a small town. So I, I'm not familiar. But when I think of Idaho, I always hear, hear the stories he told like, oh, there was like a thousand people in my town, you know, or something like that. And do you know, uh, do you know where Josh, like what the name of the city was? Not but, off the top of my head. He's a big no. Boise. Is it Boise State? Like Boise the football, State. the football team. Like that's what he's all about. Boise State. And um, that's my, all, one of my older brothers lives in Boise with his wife and family. But I'm from Northern Idaho, and so I was born in Coeur d'Alene, and then I was raised in Rathdrum, which I have that same story. Like there's only two thousand people, and growing up, we didn't even have restaurants in our town. We had like a pizza you bake where you went and picked up oh, the pizza and then yeah. took it home and baked it. And I don't even think we had a traffic light <laughs> growing up, but they have traffic lights there now. But um, it was a small town. We lived on a farm. We um, my parents owned a butcher shop, and so we had we lived kind of that farm life. It was great. That's cool. You may be from the same town as Pastor Josh. I don't know. Maybe. But um, hey, butcher shops, <laughs> that sounds like it would be fun. And, you know, when we were talking Santa Fe yesterday, we were talking about, you know, there's a local butcher shop there. And then a lot of people have straight up cattle, horses, and they, you know, chickens. And to me, it's it's like random, but it, it's uh, it's cool. Like our cities are so close and like interweaved where like if you want to go in Santa Fe, you can literally have a farm. If you want to live in Lamarck, you live in Lamarck, Lake City, Clear Lake. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Galveston, the beach, Kima, yeah. you know. It's, it's I mean, I really love this area. It's a really beautiful area and you can kind of get a lot of, yeah, city a little bit of everything. country. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Right now it's 925. This is KHEA Radio.com 99.5 FM. Kurt wants to take a look at the weather and I think that's a good idea because it looks like it may rain. And I need to know what the weather's looking like tomorrow. Today's my son's birthday. Happy birthday, Kellen. He's six years old. And I said this yesterday. I can't believe I have a six-year-old. I don't even look like I'm six myself. Doesn't even make sense. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is the KHEA Radio Kickstart Weather Center brought to you by Texas Chronicles History, Mystery, and Adventure with Curtsy the Corn Casper. It's currently 58 degrees right now in Lamarck, Texas. It's going to be windy at times, a high of 50 
nine degrees right now. Winds north northeast at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Chance of rain right now is 90%. It's going to be mostly this afternoon. Your sunset tonight is at 528. Tomorrow, 56. Is it going to rain tomorrow? Slight chance of rain and showers. Ooh, coming up next is Torn Wells. We're going to take a quick break. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. I'm going to get used to this new app. <laughs> we used to just use the weather, you know, like Siri weather. We used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But now we're, we're trying to, like, expand a little bit. No, it's good. It's good. I love it. This is a beautiful campus. Abundant Life is a beautiful campus. Have you been to a service? I, I haven't been to a service. I came to an event that you guys had, but this was so long ago. Who mm-hmm. was even here? Stone. What's his first name? Perry Stone? Perry Stone. Yeah. And it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just a phenomenal speaker to begin with, but yeah, that's great. Been a couple, yeah. Oh, it's been. He wasn't here a lot. He was in 2016. Oh, no, that's... I'm talking like 10 plus oh, okay. years, maybe more. Perry Stone. The last time Perry Stone was here, it was crazy. It was the night before the election. So it was like a, oh. it was Monday night. He was here on a Monday night right before the election. And he goes, you know, everyone's predicting that Trump's not going to win. Watch. I saw a sign from God that Trump is going to be president. Oh, wow. Oh, that's it crazy. Was so crazy. Like he had the numbers in everything, like in the Bible that was saying like, this is, <laughs> this is how Trump's going to win. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. Like, see, well, yeah. 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 yeah, he was saying it to like the trumpet or something like the trump some some uh, there's some scripture in the bible and he had it connected around sometimes that stuff is like too deep for me i'm like it is it is with <laughs> me know? too because like you hear it and your brain kind of goes okay like i'm understanding this but then when you're trying to connect the dots of it you're going right. i don't i don't understand yeah. but but at that point it was like you know the news the media everyone was still kind of like <laughs> laughing at at you know like oh wow you know. i was shocked i mean don't get me I wrong too, yeah. i kind of went to bed thinking all right i guess i'll figure it out in the morning and I woke up the next morning, and of course, it was like social media, and people are like, "I'm Everybody's moving out of the brave. country," and and so I thought, "What is going on?" Yeah, it was crazy. I was I, I was shocked. I was still sleeping on that futon couch <laughs> that I told you about that night, and I remember waking up next to my bed and like at like two o'clock in the morning because I must have left it on on my phone for somehow and. I just remember waking up. Do you need help opening that? I got it. It's open. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. But, yeah, it was crazy. It's like that candy wrapper in church yeah. where it's like that real slow. Just, just open it. Just open it, Kurt. Just go for it. Sometimes it's quick. It's like the band-aid, you know. Yes. Just take it off real quick or you can just like. Well, I love what you guys are doing here. This is really great. Just Thank the you. opportunity to, you know, go throughout the county and highlight what people are doing. And We love know. focusing. Have you heard about our canned food drive tomorrow? No, I haven't. We have a canned food drive tomorrow at Moore Memorial Public Library. Okay. From 10 to one you can bring any non-perishable food items we're teaming up with chef's tables charity and then also texas chronicles wow. and so we're, we're trying to fill up the galveston county food bank yeah a bunch of businesses are, are working with us and they let us put boxes in their in their places awesome. and it's really really fun so we're that trying to good this is a good i mean this is a good ministry it's your guys ministry mm-hmm. and this is just it's good because there's a lot of great things going on throughout our county but people don't know not because they don't want to but just because simply maybe they just don't have the bandwidth to understand everything that's going on so you guys are bringing a lot of awareness to that have that's you heard of that fashion show by chance is it, it laros i think so yes was it was it a couple weeks ago i don't remember if it was a couple weeks ago the one that i knew of it was my friend fawn i remember fawn Dollins was the one who was kind of spearheading it 
Um, but they did one for that. It was a fashion show. She's like, we're going to raise some awareness and use it as a fashion show. Now. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's a really cool idea. Hey, hey uh, Crystal, she just asked where the food drive tomorrow is. That's at Moore Memorial Public Library. So it's a library in Texas City. It's right off Palmer. You know, if you're heading into Texas City off Palmer, you just keep going. You're going to pass Jack in the Box, pass Alfie's Fish and Chips, and then pass that light. And then Moore Memorial Public Library is on the right. You know, we're Taqueria. That's on the left. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we'll be out there. We're supposed to have a truck, like a, a food bank truck out there. So that way you, you won't be able to miss it. If someone's not familiar with Texas city, so you can bring some canned, canned food items or anything that's non-perishable. We'll be out there starting at 10 AM, uh, collecting all that. There's some people who are volunteering and it's going to be fun. So it's gonna be a good time. Yes, we're I'm excited. excited. I know we have some great stuff coming up. I look, I like type stuff out. So I, I like it. And stuff. I like that it's big. I was like, I could even read them. I, I, I was like, well, I could read because, that. Because, you know, you never want to be someplace and be like. I could set you uh, up with the question. You're like, so I have a question. I prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and I even highlighted things that I want to make sure that I hit. Because we're it. just working alongside amazing, amazing organizations here. And we all, we have an event mm -hmm. that's coming up. And I was really nervous about the event because okay, I am not an event coordinator. Mm -hmm. And so my type of personality, if you've ever taken like the DISC um, personality test as D-I-S-C, so do it. It's amazing. You kind of I need to write this down. find out a lot about and how you work with people. So see, okay. I would say both of you need to take it because then it kind of tells you like who you relate best to, who your personality kind of conflicts a little bit with, but then how to work alongside other people. We need that. Oh, it's fantastic. So I'm a D and oh, yeah. um, so D is kind of... Uh, unfortunately a little bit more dominating uh, personality and um but uh, i was paired with my amazing husband who has the opposite personality of me he's very caring and very uh, purposeful and i'm kind of a little flighty and i have big visions and a part of my personality though is i have big visions and i have like all oh, this oh my gosh all this mm -hmm. greatness and then i kind of i don't want to say i have poor follow through because that makes me sound bad but i just it's hard for me then to like put stuff together. So um, I have great friends around me that I can kind of dump these visions team, out. Team with, yeah, yeah. And then go, Oh, that's not going to work. Or, oh, yeah, let's do that. So we have this event that the Lord just put on my heart. And I thought, how can we take all these different domestic violence and anti trafficking organizations that most people don't even know, you know, are around here and highlight them because they need volunteers. There's a couple of these organizations that are working with like five volunteers. And they're like, they're getting it done every month, but how can we get them more volunteers? How can we get them a better donor base and get them the supplies that they need? And so um, January 24th, 2019, um, I just secured the location yesterday. I was so nervous. I was like, Jesus, please, because I want to go on the radio and be able to announce this because awesome. it's a community event. So if we talk about, um, right, us three in this room say we care about our community, mm -hmm. um, but maybe unknowingly what we kind of forget is that our larger community is made up of families. So when our families are broke down and when there's brokenness in our families, therefore, unfortunately, our community um, is, is broken or could be unhealthy. And so um, this event is to bring awareness of what's going on in our community, how you can get plugged in, how you can volunteer for these organizations, how you can donate or invite them to your church to come speak or to your women's groups or to your men's groups. So I'm excited about that and excited slash nervous, but um, I think it's going to go great. We have um, some great speakers. I have um, a young lady that we've been mentoring that came out of the life 
about four years ago. We've been mentoring her for two and a half years. She was actually trafficked off of Galveston Island. And so um, I talked like with her. Taken from Galveston Island? Yeah. Well, a lot of hers just kind of started kind of in a friend group kind of ordeal. And then she found herself in New York. And then she found herself being sold online. What time? How? I mean, not what time. Um, well, I mean, she just she just came out of the life four years ago, and she's twenty four. So I think this has been going on since she was in her late teens. And so, um, yeah, so she's going to come and speak. So we have our a survivor to come and speak, and just really kind of really bring a real awareness of what's going on in this in this county because a lot of people go oh no not galveston county right i mean right. we're a small community but it really it's going on and so this event i'm excited about it so and it's gonna be at college of the mainland college Sweet. of the mainland college of the what mainland. was the date one more time january 24th 2019 from 6 30 to 8 30 we'll have to bring you back and talk about the event yeah like definitely or you guys can closer. come come and hang that. out and i just realized um, i was doing this personality test wrong i was like oh I was like, oh, but this one or this one, thumbs up, thumbs down. But I it's difficult because when I took it halfway through, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm a real jerk. Because <laughs> some of these are, I'm like, do you agree more or less? I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this makes me sound terrible. Yeah, you only pick one. I was yes. like, oh, I thought it was like, do I tend to do what I'm told? Like, yes or no? Like, yeah, I guess so. I like to be very neat and tidy. Like, eh. yeah, yeah, but no, it's only. It's only one of the other. It is, but I I love thing. it because it really does kind of make you understand why you react to certain things, how, why you um, schedule things the way you do or how, how you process stuff. So yeah, you guys cool. need to take it because then you'll yeah. kind of go, oh, this is why or this is why. Yeah. So. You know, something that I, uh, the chef, he actually told me, he was like, I'm a very self-aware person and I never like, he's like, I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. And I was like, I wouldn't say I'm very self-aware, but I am, I am self-aware enough where i was like oh yeah I, I know that kurt i don't think he's very self-aware wait what he's not aware at all really i guess ever <laughs> not even just aware not even self-aware not socially aware not, not just aware silverware yeah <laughs> not even anywhere really tupperware maybe no not even tupperware not even tupperware mm -mm. no it is you know i just love it especially if you're in ministry and you work close to people it really because i've sat in a group of people where i thought like why did that person respond that way? Or why does, why did that person ask that question? Or why didn't that person do something? Yeah. And then when you realize how different our personalities are, it's, you kind of have this, oh, or you sit in a room and go, oh, she's an S personality <laughs> or she's a C. And then I know a lot of people go, she's a well, D I've, personality. I've heard like, well, like A, are you like an A personality type or B, you know, A, I guess is like the outgoing one or is it? Yeah, yeah, kind of like, and then like B is kind of like not or something. Yeah, I don't. That one is kind of weird to me because like I think people can kind of teeter between the two. But the disc that kind of even narrows it down to where like Come where's on. your strengths, and then it even tells you like kind of the downside now, of your. Look at Facebook, Chevy's on. <laughs> oh no! Oh, you know Mark Zuckerberg. Anytime we say somebody's <laughs> name, <laughs> they pop up. <laughs> Dude, Chevy's gonna get you, man. I'm hiding from him. You know, it's not. I think it's the fact that you were trying to hide it is what hurts I the wasn't most. I'm trying to hide it. I'm hurting for Chevy. You just like put it out there. <laughs> You've been talking about like, you know, like heartbreak and some other stuff. Oh. I am hurting for Chevy right now. Oh, What's Chevy. up, Chevy? We were talking about heartbreak. Oh, when we were talking about me being a narcissist. A little bit. Is that, that going to be on the... <laughs> that's <laughs> what that we were talking about before the show started. I was like, hey, you're kind of a narcissist. <laughs> and he's no. like, me? No. <laughs> 
Only because I was talking about somebody else's like told me that they were hurting. But I he was talking about how that affects my him, heart. how that affects him like over like, and over again. And I'm like, that they were hurting. But You're all, time, sorry you hurt, but I'm really <laughs> like, <laughs> my heartbreak me. for you outweighs your heartbreak. <laughs> and like, oh, that's true love. And I'm like, yeah. Someone was telling him that was love. And I was like, yeah, maybe love for yourself. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so maybe he maybe, is self-aware. Maybe, maybe so. His, yeah. He yeah. just typed in broken heart emoji without the emoji. <laughs> oh, they just typed the word emoji. That's how broken heart it is. Oh, he couldn't even find the right emoji. You know, the best part from the whole haircut was John the Baptist was, or John the, <laughs> John the, John the, what? John the Baptist. Hey, if John, John the, the Baptist, Baptist cut barber. your hair, then you know what? That's totally okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I would have got a haircut. He was like, yeah. maybe we should take a picture where like, I'm holding the, like the, the, you know, like Chevy does. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, do it. Okay, that's you? a step too far. <laughs> no. Oh, Chevy, my heart breaks for you too. Oh, wow. Oh, oh look, that's wrong. There's two Texas Chronicles back to back. Oh, we can't have that. Well, I did two. We made the two spots, so they were different. We can go on after this. So we got 26 seconds. Yeah, yeah. What's up, two? Taylor? Yeah, I made one spot where it was. Yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Taylor's on. We had Taylor, Taylor on yesterday. Did not send me a friend request yesterday. <clears throat> Mystery and adventure. Good morning. It's nine thirty-nine. This is KHEA Radio ninety-nine point five FM. It's Kickstart. We're going to be on till eleven a.m. We're having a good time. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. Kurt, you Kurt, you need some energy. Kurt, do you need a drink? Do you need a drink? I got a drink, man. If you just ask. You said no. Well, I changed my mind. I didn't. I don't know. But we have a guest in studio. We have Stephanie hanging out with us today, talking about uh, a little bit of everything. You have a lot going on, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. You do. Actually, now that I think about it, yes, we yeah. have a lot going on. You want to share a bit about the event? I guess it's January twenty fourth next yes. year. What do you have going on? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, we. Okay, part of what we were thinking is come here to Galveston County, um, unite these anti-trafficking and domestic violence organizations and ministries. Because if you sit in a group of people and you say, hey, did you know that there's like nine or ten anti-trafficking and domestic violence organizations in Galveston County? People go, no. So I thought, well, hey, what we need to do is have an event and just really highlight and serve the uh, the organizations and ministries that are already here working tirelessly and they've been working here for many years mm -hmm. and so the event is to simply highlight them help um, get volunteers help them with their volunteer base help them with their donor base and resources so we're working alongside providence outreach ministries and rising star outreach that do strip club um, ministry in galveston county south houston pasadena providence also like i mentioned before ministers to the enlisted massage parlors here in galveston county be the light um, their focus is on mobilizing people through education provide opportunities for them to engage in uh, the anti-trafficking arena embrace grace which is an amazing uh, ministry under the umbrella of dominion church out of dickinson um, they have christ-centered classes for unwed mothers and assist them throughout their pregnancies then we have freedom ministries who is currently working on building outreach efforts in the leaks in webster area under the umbrella of elijah rising so they'll be focusing a lot on hotel awareness strip club outreach and, and the massage 
parlors. Again, like I mentioned before, we're partnered also with Lighthouse Christian Ministries, who just serves um, a great a number of people throughout Galveston County. And it's just really, truly hard to narrow down the huge impact that they have in our community. We're also partnered and work alongside Rescue, or excuse me, Resource Crisis Center and Unbound. And these ministries, um, gosh, they kind of work at the Texas state level to bring awareness um, to legislation that's going on mm -hmm. in Texas. Because, right, we want to say, you know, this injustice is going on, but what is Texas doing about it? And so um, they work at the, the Texas um, Senate or legislation part of it. So our event is uh, for January 24th, 2019, and we just secured the location yesterday. So I'm very happy. It's going to be at College of the Mainland. And um, we're inviting local law enforcement, local politicians, um, the obviously the organizations that I just mentioned, and the community at large, because we just want them to lay eyes on the ministries and organizations that are already doing it and then have those opportunity to ask them questions, um, sign up to volunteer, or let's say you have a service that you can provide. Maybe you're mm -hmm. a web designer, maybe you're a somebody and you have a heart to want to serve. And there's a lot of opportunities throughout all these organizations to plug yourself in and um, serve or simply pray, right? So prayer is foundational in everything that we do. You need to know, like, if you you can't pray if you don't know what to pray about. Right. So this um, community um, event is just slated just to say, hey, like this is what's going on in our community. Here are the people that are making an impact. Plug yourself in. And we want our churches to be there too, right? And mm -hmm. um, law enforcement. And the reason why we want law enforcement involved is so that um, they see that we honor them and we want to work alongside them. And we want to help our community just as much as they do. And the same with our local politicians. I mean, we are the people who vote and we're the people that put them in office. And we want them to say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how we're impacting our community. How can we work with you? How can you work with us? So that's why it's called the collective event, mm -hmm. because we're all working. If we truly say we love our, our community, we want a healthy community, it starts with healthy families. And so we have to get in, um, do some education and awareness about um, a lot of different things. And so what my husband and I, where our heart is, um, when we kind of came into this anti-trafficking landscape, our real heart kind of went out to the consumers. So the men um, purchasing the women and a lot of people go, oh, that I could never pray for them. And that's just terrible what they do. But you have to understand there's there's brokenness. It's a, it's a supply and verse demand issue, mm -hmm. right? So we, a lot of people are reaching the supply and they're loving on the women and reaching the women. But there wouldn't be a supply if there wasn't a push on the demand side. So when you look at it and you kind of step back and you say, okay, like, how can we love the men? Like, how can we love the men who are purchasing women? And that sounds so bizarre because it doesn't sound right. You just want to say, oh, that they have issues, they have problems, and I don't want to deal with them. But if you really want to see um, a trafficking be eradicated and come to an end, you have to go to the demand and you have to go like, where is this brokenness at? Yeah. How can we speak into it? And so how can we stop it? How do you know, in your in your opinion, like, how do you like stop that? You know, what do we do? You know, I guess just keep continue loving on people like oh, before absolutely. they absolutely. Okay, love is great. I mean, mm -hmm. love is amazing. But it's also educating people on um, like a lot of people say, well, how is like how is there a demand? Where is this um, this consumerism coming from? Where is this culture of consumerism coming from? And uh, through there's so much um, resource, or so much data out there to say when it all comes down to it, pornography is really kind of um, the foundation of where a lot of brokenness and disconnect with 
relationships with people come from. And so when you talk about a man who's purchasing a woman on a street level, he didn't wake up that morning and go, I'm going to go purchase a woman. It, it started yeah. if you kind of go down this rabbit hole or this trail of where his brokenness started at, a large part of it starts with viewing of pornography. So we are just really, we partnered with a, an organization called Love People Not Pixels, and they are amazing with bringing education awareness on how pornography fuels the demand for trafficking. So if we really want to say we want to love on these consumers and we want to see freedom come to the men who are purchasing sex, we have to then go, where's their brokenness coming from? How is pornography uh, pornography um, pushing the demand? And they have amazing tools for how to talk to your kids about it, how to um, bring awareness and resources into your family. And if your kids are viewing it, you know, they say the average age of um, porn addiction is 11. 11 wow. years old, that means the viewing starts way before that. So if your kid has social media or if your kid has anything, the chances that they've seen something inappropriate um, is very high. And so now as parents, we can go, how can we talk to our kids? How can we take a generation and maybe stop the demand in this generation by educating and bringing awareness to the effects, the negative effects of, of pornography on relationships, on marriages, on our church, on our community as a whole. So, yeah. Yeah. And we don't even really, I guess, understand fully like what the effects of, you know, a kid who's 11, because I mean, like the internet has been around for a bit, you know, but as far as like smartphones, we're still, you know, they came out, I was already pretty much an adult, you know, yeah. so kids, so we don't even understand like how this will fully affect us. You know, we Absolutely don't have that much not. data on it, really. We don't. And and I think as parents and, and I'm, you know, I'm guilty of this. We, we take this phone that has access to every bit of information under the sun. Mm -hmm. We hand it to our 10 or 11 year old and we say, good luck, use it wisely. Right. And that's really, I mean, I think majority of us of our parents are, are guilty of that without us being educated on what's on the internet because pornography back in the 80s um, isn't the same as it is now. Mm -hmm. And so you had like the big um, companies like Playboy and Hustler and they had boards like executive boards that oversaw um, what they were doing and they had accountability. Well, now pornography is very different. A lot of it gets filmed on smartphones, uploaded to, to sites. So there's such a lack of accountability. And so we give our kids these cell phones and we say, good luck. And unknowingly, they're viewing stuff. They go to school. People are showing them stuff. And um, then there's that shame that comes in and the enemy just loves using shame, you know, against us. And then, of course, comes the breakdown of communication between parent and child. And, mm -hmm. you know, so a lot of our heart, um, Kirk and mine's heart is to really bring a lot of education to parents of like, hey, how can we talk to our kids? How can you have like these really healthy relationships with your kids where they can come to you and talk to you about things? Just equipping. Our heart is really equipped and mobilize and training people. And that's mm -hmm. really the heart of missionaries because that's what you do when you go to any country. Well, here we find ourselves in our own and you look around and you see brokenness in our own country. So how can we bring healing and bring freedom to our families um, and to the men that are potentially struggling with pornography addiction? How can we like walk alongside them? And again, with that love saying, man, we love you. How can we walk? You know, how can we walk alongside you? So our heart is really just restoration and wanting to see people free of any addiction that they're struggling with. So that is just really our, our true heart, my husband and, my, and mine's true heart. So Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Right now, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to come back and we'll just close it out yeah. this hour. And um, 
yeah, it's been good right now. Right now it's 950. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. I know I asked Kurt, I was like, hey, I just want to make sure, like, is some words okay if I say, you know? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, this is funny. I'm like, can I say the word pornography? And he's like, yeah, just don't talk about alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, because a lot of what we do is rooted are you when you talk well, to you men can talk about alcohol but not in the fact of like hey we have beer specials like <laughs> yeah. that's what we try and, <laughs> no. and say because somebody i don't I know, know. I, know you, I know you wouldn't but you know what i mean huh. yeah. not today not today right. but you know and that's one thing that we're really finding is um when you really trace a lot of consumers so when you have a man so we call him consumer some mm-hmm. people call him buyer um and or john but i say consumer because that's what he's doing you know yeah. he's consuming a person and consuming a person's vulnerabilities and um when you really trace it back so it's kind of like a serial killer so it's kind of odd but like somebody doesn't wake up one morning and decide to kill 15 people there's some progression that has taken place throughout his life. Um, maybe he was young and he killed small animals, or maybe mm-hmm. he maybe he had um, some severe abuse, and that kind of unfortunately kind of changed it, the way that he processes things. Then maybe bad relationships, lots of rejection, lots of this, and then all of a sudden that brokenness compiled, 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 compiled. Then that progression hits to where man, that enemy has him in a place, yeah. you know that that, and that's the same with men who purchase women on street level. They don't wake up because that's a boldness to really put yourself out there and drive in a car. Because you know, back in the day, um, before there was lots of street prostitution, before there was online prostitution, um, men really had to look for it. You know, the chance of being caught was you know, smaller, but now it's very in the open. And so men just don't wake up and say, Hey, I'm going to go purchase a woman today. There's a progression. There was a, I'll call it a sting. I don't know. But the other day, I think it was in the woodlands. There was like a bunch of people. And I mean, they post all those mug shots, guys and girls out there. And it's just like, if you think those are every single one who has something, like you said, led up to that point in their life where they felt like they had to go, uh, you know, if there's a girl or a guy or whatever that, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I have to do. Yeah, they make a choice yeah. out of a lack of choice. And that's something that we always have to tell people because people go, oh, well, that girl chooses, you know, to be yeah. a prostitute. But how we say it, we don't call them a prostitute. We call them prostituted women because it's an action that's being taken against them. Mm. And so, you know, it's very easy to just go like, oh, she's a prostitute and yeah. demean her by using that term. But really what is she's being prostituted and she's a victim. And so someone has taken advantage of her vulnerabilities and this is now where she finds herself. And so like if you can make that switch in your brain kind of switches the way that you view her even in your heart to where you instead of going, oh, that's a that she's a prostitute, you go, She's being prostituted. And yeah. so you kind of, you know, it kind of changes the way that you look at it. And so and it is, it's changing people's vocabulary. It's changing how people view um, brokenness, how people view those kind of things. That's really what we're about is just really want to walk alongside people and say, hey, you know, instead of judging, right? Like, how can you be praying? Like, how can you be praying for this man who's purchasing a woman? And just saying that kind of makes you go, ooh. I don't, I don't know. Like, I remember first thinking that and it took me a while to learn how to pray for that because, you know, it's difficult because you think if it wasn't for him, but really he's struggling with brokenness too. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, men need to be set free from their bondage just as much as the women in the industry need to be set free from theirs. So, so we got 50 seconds. So after this, we'll go back on and, um, we'll introduce you one more time. And if somebody 
wants to get a hold of you, we'll just you can share how to how to do that or if they want to help in any way. Definitely. I'm how excited. To, you guys have been fantastic. You've been great. You've been well. great. I feel like I could have you could have just kept going for another hour or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably so. There's a lot. This Lots is this is what I that's what I'm saying. Like, man, this is like my ideal job. Just come in and talk for a living. I love talking. <laughs> so Get I you could, a show look, on our, on I our could radio. be like your female like we counterpart. One. We do. People have said there, they're like, yeah. oh, guy yeah. like mojo going on. We need to take See? that personality test. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'll send you mine so you know what to expect. But five, five seconds now. Cool. I'm definitely taking that test. Good morning. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. We have Stephanie Clausen here in studio with us. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And thank you for, for joining us. We have a couple minutes left. And so if somebody uh, was looking to get in contact with you, can you once again maybe just share uh, you know, who you're associated with and how you know, everything, a little bit of what you do and how somebody can get in contact with you. Absolutely. So we're missionaries under a sending organization called Go To Nations. And so um, if you want to partner with us financially, so we're always looking for people to partner us with us. That's how we stay doing what we're doing. That's how we um, can come here in the morning and talk about what we're doing and uh, train, equip other people. And so um, if you want to give, you can go to gotonations.org and you can, it's gotonations.org backslash Clausens and you can give there online or you can, we have a website called, called missionariesforhope.com or we're on Facebook, Missionaries for Hope. You can um, find my husband and I individually. So we post a lot of stuff. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter. So our newsletters are very informative of what's going on, how you can be involved. So we kind of, we're out there everywhere. And um, if you want to get involved with our event coming up January 24th, um, uh, send me a message. You can send me an email at missionariesforhope at gmail.com. And um, just let me know what you want to do and I'll plug you in and um, but be looking out on social media for our event. And I invited these awesome guys to come and cover the event. And, mm -hmm. and it would just be an honor. This has been a wonderful morning. Um, Abundant Life is a fantastic campus and um, it's just been really great. I've had a fantastic time this morning. Good. I'm glad yeah. we'll have to have you back for sure. Yeah. Definitely. And then uh, if we can make it out to that event in January, we'll definitely be there. Definitely. Please. For sure. So uh, you're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Stay tuned. We're going to have the Sanctuary Gym in studio. They're based out of Friendswood. It's uh, some Christian people who own it, operate it. They got you know a, a long story, and we're going to be sharing that. And they're also participating in our canned food drive that we're doing tomorrow, You know, starting at 10 a.m., Moore Memorial Public Library. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Coming up next is Brightwork out of Virginia, the Great Exchange on KHEA. Yeah, this has been wonderful. I was a little nervous because I was like, well, I mean, I do have a, a radio face, so that works. And then and then you guys were like, oh, no, we're feeling like, oh, my gosh. You look like Julia Morales. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. She is. She's a TV person, but she works for the uh, Root Sports a little oh. bit. Whenever you had your headphones on, I was like, oh, she looks like Julia Morales. Like, See, I'll show I could you be picture. your female counterpart and there. go out and. You can have my job. Oh, that is so sweet. I feel bad, picture. but also blessed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been great. I really appreciate this opportunity. And I can't find one where it justifies my opinion. But if you remember that, Julia Morales, she Julia works for uh, AT&T Sportsnet. 
AT&T yeah. Sports Night. <laughs> Julia Morales. Okay. Guardy's the only one who watches that show. What? Oh, it was wonderful nice meeting you. I look forward to working with you guys some Thank more. You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, stay in contact. Come in. Sorry, guys. I got to get my stretch on a little bit. I feel yeah, like I've been sitting down for ages. Oh, man. We can't talk to a gym and not be stretched out. Oh, yeah. I got, I'm stretching because I've been sitting, but. <laughs> How's it going? Good. Long, how, long time no see. I know. Where were you? Last time I saw you, I was pushing a, a sled. And you were recording. Yeah. I was like, Kurt, why do you get all And he's been talking so much mess since. He was like, I could take that guy. Here, let me scoot that drink. I'm going to move this over. And I've, I've spilled too many drinks. Over. Here, I'll just take this yeah, one. Oh, no, it's fine being up there. I just wanted to move this so Make that sure. way we could see you. Yeah. We had drinks up here. Oh, yeah. Just don't tell, just don't tell Scott. <laughs> really careful. How are you all doing today? Pretty good. We're good. We're good. Awesome. It's nice and chilly outside. So. It is. It's I mean, nice. for Texas, it's chilly. Oh, for when it goes from the 90s to the 80s, it's chilly. So. Oh, I walked out there and I was <laughs> like, I oh, my gosh, I need a parka. So he put on his sports coat. I was like, oh, I'm this morning. I was like, why'd you wear a sports coat? Do you have something else going on today? No, I he was like, like, no, what? Dress up for I just us. always dress. Yeah, I guess so. I always dress up and swim like. <laughs> That's really thoughtful of you to dress up for this occasion. <laughs> See, I wish more people would take that mentality. <laughs> when you Sorry. walked out, I was like, man, this guy looks sharp for Friday morning. Wow. Yeah. Friday morning. It's the hat, right? That's what it is. It's no, it, I think it's more I don't, the coat. What is that hat? I don't even know. Is, <laughs> is it a golf, golf golfer? golfer? We said it was like Make America PC again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he has a red one just like that, and but I was it like, does not say oh, that. Taylor like made. a Make America great, and I was like, oh, Taylor made. Is Taylor made? Taylor. That would be kind of cool if your name was Taylor. Yeah. Then I could be <laughs> or if you were good at golf. Taylor made. Or if I was good at golf. Then that'd be cool too, and you wear a golf hat, and you're like really good. I'm pretty good at golf. What's up, Caleb? Working out Jeez. might be hard, but I'm good at golf. <laughs> sure you oh, are. So y'all can see who's commenting. Oh, yes. yeah. We watch. Oh, I'm We watch. watch. I'm we ask watch questions. Too. Caleb, what's going on, man? I make my, my Caleb's about to get married, isn't he? Yes, he is. Caleb. Is he live? Oh, He's on there. He had popped in. Hi, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> hope Solomon's doing good. Everybody else is off today. Yeah, we had to work. And I asked, I asked every, I sent a text out specifically, saying, "Hey, everybody, tune into the live stream." I have not seen so Solomon. I have not seen Solomon. He's going to get a zero for the day. Josh has also been here today. He liked our page. And he I did. <laughs> Maybe unliked it. What's up, Brandon? How come it says the... how do you pronounce Jimmy Chunkus? <laughs> yes, that was our latest right? Shout out oh. to Caleb. <laughs> I was like, one. "Am I on the right channel?" <laughs> so we were talking about this earlier because. It's like a chimichanga, but every it's like chimichangas, I guess, is what it's supposed to be. But I I call it chimichangas. I think it depends on your ethnicity. Know. If yeah. you're Hispanic, it's chimichangas. If you're yeah. white, it's chimichangas. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, uh, I call it chimichangas. <laughs> I call it chimichangas. <laughs> I call it chimichangas. Chimichangas. I think I call it chimichangas. I call it chimichangas. Well, I call Maybe it chimichangas. Maybe it was introduced to me as chimichanga, and so that's why I call it that. I'm not sure. Chimichangas are like the Butterfinger thing. How's it spelled? Did we do that again? C H. <laughs> it's chimichangas. So, be, so chimichangas. being in fitness, do y'all eat much chimichangas? It depends on what time of the day, what time of the week, what time of the year. We do go there. Yeah. We have found out that fitness is a lot. It has, it's what you eat, you know, for the most part. You know, you That's can, the hard uh, part, yeah. 
a lot of people today, they want to lose weight. You know, it's like, oh, I could lose that extra 5, 10, 50 pounds. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. And uh, it's like you have to be dedicated. You have to be able to have self-control to eat what's right. There's a lot that goes into it, yeah. Eat I less. mean, there can be. Yeah. But you can also simplify things too. And I think people have a problem with overcomplicating the whole health and fitness industry. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. It really isn't. But people try to turn it into rocket science. So, mm-hmm. yeah, cool. I agree with I think I, but I do think that probably like 90% of it has to do with nutrition and, and what people are putting in their mouth versus, you know, it, it really comes down and sim- simply calories burned versus calories eaten. Yeah. And, and it really is that simple. Um, and, and people just, you have to account for the calories that you're, that you're eating. And then you have to make sure that you're burning more you know, yeah. <laughs> the appropriate um, yeah, amount, I guess. Yeah, versus outtake. Yeah, yeah we can move this on. Y'all, y'all sound great, but you know, y'all can even. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, and I, ta- I taught. I'm a mumbler. <laughs> I'm guilty of <laughs> she's, mumbling. She, and she's very her her voice is very, very calm. On normally, and I'm usually the loud one, and I'm trying that's to really be calm now. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's quiet until he's not. He's like, "Hey, so I'm Kurt Casper," and then he starts yelling <laughs> the mic, and I'm like, "Oh my ears!" I do not. And then when we're laying in bed, I'm like screaming and you're like, babe, I'm right here. Yeah, why are you yelling at me? (laughs) Let me see. How long have you guys had, you guys were saying that you guys moved gyms from Dickinson to Friendswood? Yep. So we opened in March of 2015 in Dickinson. And then um, on the west side of 517? Yes. Going towards Alvin. Because I hadn't been, but I saw people had tagged themselves there. And I remember like I'm seeing the mental map. Yeah. yeah, towards out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we 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 opened in uh March of 2015 in in Dickinson. And I guess it's considered Dickinson, but it's kind of like we weren't really in right. necessarily a city. So we were kind of on the outskirts. And we were on the outside of League City, outside of Alvin, outside of Santa Fe, outside of Dickinson. So we I really didn't feel like that we belonged anywhere. It didn't really yeah. feel like home. And so uh during the course of that 2 years, we were trying to uh, get back into either a league city or it wasn't necessarily uh, the plan to say I wanted to be in Friendswood at first, but we got, you know, we, you know, Lord bless us with a great opportunity to move into Friendswood and we mm-hmm. had to take it. So how long y'all been in Friendswood now? Um, a year, literally a year, right at a That's year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we got the keys to the building. Was it October or September? It was September. So officially our lease started October 1st, but uh, we really moved in like the last two weeks of September okay. um, 2017. So Yeah, December is when we moved in. So they were saying that they, they've had a hard time filling the boxes with canned food. I was kind of worried. <laughs> I was hoping that they would win yeah. the contest that we oh, had. Oh, we're, we're going to take care of that as soon as we get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I told them that Furniture Zone, is, they're asking for like a second or a third a second box. box. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I got to fill this box myself. <laughs> So Kurt said the cheese is his spirit animal. Is that what you were well, saying? See, yeah. So Joe. Texas said, or Joe said, Jonathan is my spirit animal. And I said, cheese is. But maybe if I had Jonathan as my spirit animal, I would look different. <laughs> yeah. If che- you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have cheese like oozing out, out of your like, ears and cut me open. Cheese comes out instead of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Who doesn't love Joe Perez though, right? Joe right. Perez. He's awesome. Oh, yeah. You got to love Joe. So we have, um, I see Crystal Coza said maybe. That you're okay, you're calm, calm until you have your energy banana. So we had uh, a gentleman who does Camp Gladiator. Mm-hmm. His name's JJ. 
uh, Dark Wolf Fitness is what he does. So he does that morning boot camp style stuff. <laughs> and so he has a relationship with Cellucor, which I, I like C4. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, gets you going and moving if you need some help. So he dropped us off some of these things, these samples. And Kurt was eating a banana that day, like he tends to some, some days. And I said, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea if we had an energy banana. So he peeled his banana. I peeled the C4. We poured it all over his banana. So about three ah. days in a row, he had an energy banana. Nice. Do y'all it's think delicious. that could catch on? It could potentially no. catch on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely no, no energy bananas. <laughs> it's the worst. Maybe <laughs> is, is there a C4 in banana flavor? Not yet. That's what you could work on. Okay. But d- tearing the, yeah, peeling the banana. Cellucor. Yes, contact Cellucor. Or, oh, or wait, <laughs> banana flavored. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Let let the woman talk here. Okay, okay, okay. So, or maybe we could take like a ninja or a blender, mm-hmm. put a banana, put some C four in some water, uh, and we could make a drink. That's too simple. Yeah. It. That's too simple. That's too simple. We're men. We like to do things the hard way. <laughs> like get a banana Rather and we like, like inject it, inject it with, <laughs> inject it with so the cellular It's already in there. I love it. All right, we're gonna keep this brainstorming. We'll come back. To the energy banana energy trademarked banana. 2018. Damon, you missed out, man. <laughs> you missed out. But it is trademarked. You cannot steal it. Oh, uh, he said Damon just ate a banana plane. That's sad. That is you, sad. You gotta have C4 on it. <laughs> We're gonna it's trademarked though. You can't steal it. Well, you I'll, can use I'll it. Never. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can definitely keep that one. <laughs> oh man. So John says your hair looks great. It always looks great. I mean, I have a hat on right now, but I mean, it's we were we were debating on whether I should cut it and go back to the mohawk (laughs) or not. (laughs) But now I have the hat back on. I just tell people I'm trying to look a little bit more like Jesus. So uh, I grew the beard out and grew some long hair. Hopefully I can be Jesus for the Christmas play this year. It really does look good whenever, though, whenever it hasn't been under a hat and it's like freshly. I want Jonathan to be my spirit animal now with that hair. Really do. Yeah, I mean, Kurt, take off your hat and your hair doesn't even. Yeah, I mean, right. Okay, put it back on. It took a. Well, Jonathan has two hairstyles this or a faux hawk. Faux hawk. Okay. And in like the 19. I don't know, early 1990s, mm-hmm. kind of called and, and took the faux hawk back. So we mm. went to this one. He had the faux hawk for a long time. So we had to try something. Well, new. In, all, in all fairness, the 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 hairstyles now is the comb over. Right. And I had the comb over my entire life up until I was 20. So it's not new for me when people have he this. He had the Pentecostal comb over. Yes, I had the Pentecostal <laughs> comb over. And there, <laughs> the you nice know, part, yeah, yeah, nice part. So ever- and that's like now in style, like they like shave the, the line. I mean, Kurt has that if. His hair was fixed, but yeah, they they faded it all the way up to like where the part is. Do they shave like the your line fade. in your part? You, they they use a razor blade. Like you remember back in the day, like people had that part because like that was their hair. Yeah, and it was an actual part, and now they just now like, like create the line. Yeah, yeah. So it was either <laughs> it's either mohawk the, or Jonathan long hair. Had the real line. So like what the you're part. saying is long hair is coming back next. Yes. Yes. It was awkward for a while, but yeah, now it's actually. Well, it has to be to like awkward. A, it has to grow. You have to get to that awkward. You look like you're about to it's bust in like the, the mean, WWE uh, uh, ring. I wore it long, uh, short for the longest time, and I've never, I haven't had a haircut in a year. So okay. it's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's getting close to where it, if I, if I cut it now, then it, this whole year of growing it would have been worthless. So, <laughs> we've, and we've thought about going through the awkward stage. There were several periods where he was like, Maybe I should just go ahead and cut it, but 
It's getting there. I like it both ways. Yeah, I'm going for the Tom I'm Cruise Tom Cruise look in The Last Samurai. He, he would literally be going through pictures and be like, how about this hairstyle, babe? How about, how about Tom this Cruise man? in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise. How about how about Captain America in, in Infinity possible. War? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I mean, Ooh. and oh, yeah. then now uh, now every day I keep doing this just randomly just because it's he does, funny. He like he like waves his hair like this What's or he'll happen? like do this big comb over with his hand slowly hand across yeah the, slowly One across the you gym cut, you're going to be like trying to do it just yeah. cuz it's like a habit you're like yeah. Yeah. nobody saw that yeah, yeah. yeah. What's he waving? To, There's nothing up there. I had to go buy him his own brush. First br <laughs> it's my first brush. I've never owned a brush before cuz I've never had to brush I have a my pink hair. One and it was weird seeing him brush with a pink <laughs> brush so I went and bought him a blue one. Oh wow. <laughs> What is everyone saying? A little bit of everything. The Pentecost comes. So we got yeah, two and a half minutes, <laughs> and we'll go on the Rodney on the FM. What's up, Rodney? Ooh, Adonis said, "Hold my banana high," <laughs> and this is like it's infused with the power from from heaven. Imbued, what's imbued. imbued yeah, you know Adonis and his big words. I don't even know what imbued means. <laughs> it Someone looked means that something up. really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Or autocorrect happened on his. He's an Android user. I think he might have been infused. Probably he is. A, <laughs> he is an Android user. <laughs> we'll blame the Android. So all of us have uh, iPhones. I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, all of us are on the <laughs> team. We team got iPhone. nothing but Apple in here. Oh yeah, we're yeah we're we're all Apple too. Apple. Oh, how long you guys been doing this radio show? Since November of of last year. So, so y'all are like right at a year too. Somebody told it's us happy birthday the other day. Your anniversary. Like, oh, it's been a year. Is it? It flew by, didn't it? It's, it's y'all's anniversary. anniversary. Guardy gets upset. He's like, stop calling it an anniversary. Yeah, because he I'm was like, like what are you kidding me? It's almost our anniversary. And I'm like, okay, it sounds weird. It's the longest relationship <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Well, anniversary means like it's like the annual to right. year. So... You know, birthday doesn't really sound like yearly, even though mm -hmm. it is. But y'all didn't birth this, like you didn't technically birth did. it uh, through Kurt, your birthing canal. Did you see Kurt did that <laughs> that birth pain simulator? Oh thing? yeah, oh yeah. How did that go? I didn't see Great. it. Great. How, <laughs> how did that hurt. feel? Oh, it hurt. Did, On did, a scale was of it one worse to ten, or better than you thought? Worse, way worse. On a scale from one to ten, so you're literally being electrocuted. I would say it was probably about a six because that, that machine goes to 100 and he only got to 60% before he was like, ah, stop, make yeah. it stop. 100 would be it stop. But is that, is 100 like really what a woman goes through? No, he said like 20 was like a mild contraction. Well, he said was 15. It? He was like, this is a mild contraction. Kurt was like, this is a mild contraction. It yeah. was yeah. awesome. Sorry, so I got up to 60, but every time he like increased the intensity and I was just like, by that time, like your muscles are just dead. You know, they're like. Uh, Did you cry like physically? Tears. Uh, my legs were up in the air. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> we got 15 seconds already. Yeah. Do you want to put the headphones on? What? Okay. Surrender. Good morning. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Right now it's 1013. This is Kickstart. I'm Gardy. And I'm Kurt. And we have some guests in studio hanging out with us this morning. We have the Sanctuary Gym, literally the entire gym here in studio. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are y'all doing today? Hey. What's up, man? Can y'all let us know where is the Sanctuary Gym and how long have y'all been going? So we are located at 133 West Parkwood Avenue in Friendswood, Texas. Um, that's like at the corner of 518 and 528. Um, 
right behind Gina's Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. And there's like an HEB in Texas First Bank in that in that uh, little parking lot. So with that Italian restaurant being there, are a lot of people like, oh man, <laughs> I just say some. I got to join a gym, and then they're like, oh yeah, you can totally smell like the French bread whenever you're walking in the gym. It's you all shame people like yes. you smell like yes. Italian food. Yeah. What are you doing? Most of the time, we just walk in there and look around and just nod, <laughs> and then just turn just, around like, and walk outside out the window. Yeah. And, and they're like, like oh. sometimes you can even smell like in the gym them baking like yeah. I think the bread. pizza bread dough or whatever. Does that help motivate people, or is no. it kind of like I'm not sure? It's great for job security though. People people get a great workout, leave, go have some lasagna, some and then they have to come workout. back. So. Yeah, you got to come back. Workout I, I, I work out, eat lasagna, and then never come back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a po that's probably pretty popular actually. People eating lasagna and not coming back. Mm, yeah. Kurt's like Garfield. Gar, he's just like eating pans of uh, like lasagna. I, I always yeah. talk about I need to lose weight. I need to go on a diet. Never happened. Yeah. Jonathan Man. is the is pizza. He loves pizza. If pizza didn't exist, I would be in really really good <laughs> shape. That's the only it's the only bad thing that I. It's his vice. But where sure. where do you get pizza from? Like if you're like hey, Any, Domino's, it can be Totina's pizza any. rolls. <laughs> it's Domino's. Like he'll be on his phone, and I can even see he's like a pizza little rolls. toddler. Like I can see when he holds the phone close whenever he's like ordering Domino's, and then he walks around and waits because you know Domino's you can see. Whenever the they're delivering, yeah, he like walks around just waiting. So I by have the to, front door. I have to tell you my funny story about Domino's. <laughs> okay. So we were at we did a challenge at the beginning of the year in January where we lost weight, right? So we're on this weight loss challenge. <laughs> it was a Friday night. I was like, you know, I could eat something healthy, but I was like, no, you know what? I've ate healthy all week. I'm gonna go to Domino's. <laughs> I deserve this, right? So I called ahead and I was like, I want the Casper sandwich, which is like a bacon ranch sandwich without you know ranch. It was. Like, is it a sandwich from Domino's? No, oh, yeah, it's it's not named after he named me it yet. Himself. <laughs> I call him like I want the Casper, and they're like, okay, we got it. So I go into Domino's to get the sandwich, and they go, we can't find your order. We can't find it. We we cooked it. I remember it was here. I was like, this must have been a God thing that God said, no, you have to go eat something healthy. So I was like, they're like, we can like make you another one and give you like a brownie for free. I was, like, I was like, no, let's just go back and eat healthy. And I told him, I'm like, this is a God thing. So I left. That's I, good. But what'd you eat? What'd you go and do? I don't remember. I think I just didn't eat. You went to KFC. KFC <laughs> and had like, like that. mac like, and cheese or something. Wow. Yeah. So people uh, people like Kurt help keep people like y'all. In, right. in business. Yeah. yeah. You know, me too. I love working out. I'm, but here's the thing. like, I Either I'm not doing something right because I'm like, I feel like I've been working out pretty regularly like for three years. And I'm like, I, I noticed like a increase in my strength. But if you look at me, I look like, you know, the same. And I, I guess, is that diet? What am I doing wrong? Am I just not working hard enough? I guess it could be a whole bunch of uh, different things. I mean, you know, there's, you have several elements of fitness. You obviously have your nutrition, you have uh, your cardiovascular, and then you also have strength training. And if, and if you're not doing basically a perfect combination of all three, you're really not going to, you know, see the results that you want. And ultimately, you just need to sit down and set a goal and not an unrealistic goal. If you weigh 300 pounds, you don't want to say that I weigh I want to weigh 200 pounds in six months, which you can probably lose 100 pounds in six months. I had a guy lose uh, Richard Porsche. Shout out, Richard, the silverback gorilla. Anyways, <laughs> so I had uh, Richard. He lost. uh 80 pounds in 90 days. Wow. Yeah. On a, and we did a really good weight loss challenge. But, you know, it's it's you have to teach your mind 
how to make that sustainable. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you just all of a sudden go on a crash diet, there's a statistic that says that 80% of people that lose weight gain all their weight back plus more. So if 10 people lose weight, eight people are going to get fat again or they're going to gain weight again. Yeah. And so you, you really don't want to be a statistic. You really want to like be different than that. And so you really have to set, you know, small goals and, and try to achieve those goals over time. And if you don't set those goals and try to reach those goals and you don't write them down, then you're never going to you're never going to hit those goals or hit those marks. Is that important? Writing it down? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. For, for me, I, I typically write anything, anything that's in, in, involved in my life, whether it's a business relationship, uh, personal goals, I typically have it either all wrote down in my notes, but I, I'm not, I don't really, I'm not really a, a technologically savvy. Mm -hmm. I have to actually physically visibly write it down in a notebook. I'm probably one of the few people that walk around actually that has a notebook that writes stuff down. Meanwhile, people type it on their phones. Yeah, I, have to write I keep it down. notes in my phone. I keep, I keep everything electronically mm -hmm. and it's crazy to me that he, he literally does have like no, but he has to like, if, if we're having a conversation like about business and things, he has to go to like a, a whiteboard or blackboard and like literally write it out to be able to go through the thought process. So That's he, cool. he's very visual. You got to find, yeah, find what works for you and, uh, and, and helping you accomplish your goals mm -hmm. and everything. I think that goes back to that audio book that you're listening to, right? Guardy. I'm not really. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Goals and, you know, achieving the goals. Okay. I guess. I don't know. What audio book are you? Are you uh, I'm a fan of Grant Cardone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Grant. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's he's a cool guy. So it's, uh, you know, uh, the 10X or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, I've, I really, I mean, I've listened to that book and I've followed him for like a long time. And so I had Kurt trapped in the car for about an hour on the way to Humble, the MMA <laughs> fight. And I was like. I'm not playing this for my sake, right? I was like, yeah. I know all this stuff and I'm all about it. I love yeah. it. I was like, hey, Kurt, uh, you know, hey, I'm an, I have a, a special surprise for you. And he thought, I think he thought I was going to pull through like KFC or something. But he was like, so he was a little disappointed. Hmm. I only caught one thing out of the whole audiobook that that whole hour. And it was either you become you become a slave to somebody else's ideas or you can achieve your own ideas. And, and he like, looked up from playing Candy Crush in the car for about two seconds and was like, huh? <laughs> and then I looked back down and started playing Candy Crush again. And I was like, all right, man. I was like, let's, let's go. But he retained, he retained that, that, you know, one, one sentence. And I think that that's what those, you know, those speakers, uh, you know, you have they the have nuggets. Those, yeah, they have those, those lines and you just. Well, but I think it, I think it all depends on how you process like information as far as like, you know, me and Cassidy, Cassidy doesn't do well when people like are, are loud and yelling and screaming. Yeah. So whenever somebody's really trying to motivate you and they're being really loud, she doesn't receive well from that. Well, that's the only way that I receive. I don't receive well from somebody that's just, if they're just kind of real monotone voice and they're talking, I don't get excited about what you're saying. You have mm -hmm. to make me excited. I, that's why I like Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins. One of my favorites is uh, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. He's one of my favorites. He likes going to black church. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, just, I like Slam the organ. Yeah. I like it. I, I like being hit with the word like, like it's a wave right in the face. Yeah. Have you all heard about Ron Carpenter? Have uh, you ever seen him? You may uh, look into him. So he, we just had a, a church conference here at Abundant Life, and he spoke on Tuesday. No, Monday. Monday night. He spoke on Monday night. And so he's from, I believe, South Carolina. And then who took his church? John Gray. John so Gray. it was John Gray. I know that is Pastor John Ron Gray. Carpenter. They well, did like a big it. triangle switch where it's it has to be like a God thing where they're like, hey, we're going to switch churches. So he went out to Silicon Valley. John Gray, you know, from here went up. And it was a, a big, interesting thing that I've never seen wow. happen before. 
Um, but man, so they're just preaching at each other's. They swap church, like, hey, you take my church, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's. I don't know. I've yeah. been. I started this church thirty something years ago. Let's let's, let's switch. Swap. Yeah. yeah. And oh, so wow. he moved out to Silicon Valley, but Ron Carpenter, he was here. And man, I have not been involved in maybe a service quite like that ever, but he, dude, his style. So he brought his own guy, you know, playing. I'm a musician as well. And so I was playing guitar that night, but then uh, I got switched to bass whenever it was like ministry time. And then he was like, I need a B3 sound. And so the dude was up there and it, it's interesting playing with other people that you're not familiar with, but yeah. you should look into Ron But Carpenter. that also goes to what we were just saying, like, if you have a pastor of a church who's been preaching at that church for so long and, you know, people receive a certain way and then you bring someone different in it's different and they're different and you might have a lot more participation or a lot more people that receive that way. And then it just grows bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you can capture if one person can capture a huge audience, I mean, it's it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So right now we're talking about the sanctuary gym, a little bit of everything else. It's 1022. This is KHEA radio.com 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. Hey, Kurt, let's talk a little bit about what's going on tomorrow at 10 a.m. Coming up tomorrow at 10 a.m., we have our community canned food drive at Moore Memorial Public Library. We're trying to fill up the Galveston County Food Bank. So you can come drop non-perishable items off at Moore Memorial Public Library. If you can't make it there, there is still time to drop them into our different locations that we have throughout the community. You can find that on our Facebook page. And the Sanctuary Gym is one of those places that you can drop off those canned food items. And the businesses that we have dropped off boxes to that have the most amount of canned food items in there get one free month of sponsorship here at KHEA Radio. Free! Yep. That's a good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah. It's like a thousand. Well, furniture, you know, like there's some more. some interesting things that people are doing. Like, um, I guess it's Furniture Zone. They do a $500 drawing every month where you put your name in. And they're like, oh, if you bring 10 cans, you can get 10 extra opportunities and cool cow creamery, which they're probably helping keep you all in business as well. And they're delicious. <laughs> yeah. They're doing like, oh, bring anything in. You get 10% off. So it's kind of neat. It's people getting creative with it. We just like that we're going to be able to, to do this and in, in for the community. Right, right. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So how long? I want to kind of get some of y'all's history. Like, um, how long have y'all been doing, you know, fitness and where did that passion come from? How did Ooh, it start? I'm, let's see. I have, I've always been, I've, I can always say that I've never, I've never not been in shape. This is probably the most out of shape that you've, that you'll ever see me. Uh, I was, I've played sports my entire life. I uh, was, I, I've been a competitive bodybuilder since 2006. I competed in uh, 13 bodybuilding competitions. I've been doing, I've been training people since 2006. I played football for six years. I played basketball for years. I played baseball for eight years. I mean, I've always been athletic and in shape. So it, you know, a lot of that came from growing up. My dad was like my football coach and mm -hmm. he was my football coach or he was my baseball coach. We played football all the time. Dad was a huge Steelers fan. So naturally I, you know, bleed the black and gold go Steelers. Woo. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things that, I've never not been in shape. So for me, the gym or lifting weights or athletics or some form of a physical, you know, fitness has been a part of my entire life for going on 33 years now. That's cool. So do you still do the competitive bodybuilding competitions? I, I have I have not hung up the trunks yet, even though Cassidy would like for me to hang up the trunks. <laughs> I have not hung up my mankini. However, <laughs> I uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we've we've been open in business and I've really been focused on other people and other people's goals in the gym and trying to work on those things. You know, bodybuilding, 
uh, can be a pretty it can, it can it can be however you make it and most unfortunately most people make it a very selfish all about me uh sport and you know and i try to make things more team oriented and uh the the more that you can put yourself in position where you have people around you to help you the better and more successful you'll be later on in life and and bodybuilding doesn't really cater to that so much because it's just you you're the only one that gets up you're the one that goes and does your cardio. You're the one that eats your meals. You're the one that decides whether you're going to skip fish and rice and eat pizza. You're the one that decides how your physical fitness is going to be. And, you know, so it's it's it can be a really, 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 really. Uh, it's a very individual sport. Like it, it can it can very much uh, kind of isolate. You can isolate yourself really easily in bodybuilding. So I have a question. We we started a challenge Monday. It's called the Bye Bye Belly Fat Challenge. We got some. We're trying to get rid of our belly fat. <laughs> it's more of like our baby belly fat. Um, and what would be the first thing that you would recommend to us as we go through this two month challenge? Um, I mean, balance and and I mean, the biggest thing is going to be do your cardio. There's there's three major parts. Do your cardio. Um, eat your food. You know, prep. You, you prepare to fail mm -hmm. uh, or fa fail to prepare. And, and, and if you don't, if you're not prepared with your meals, mostly, yeah, then you're going to go to what's gonna, easiest. Yeah. You're going to go eat the wrong food. So, so prepare your food, you know, at the beginning of the week or on the weekends or whatever, you know, whatever your schedule allows, but be prepared with your meals and have your meals available and, and eat those meals. Sometimes people prepare their meals and don't then, them. yeah, they, they get through Monday or Tuesday and they're like, <laughs> screw these meals. I'm going to go eat, you know, McDonald's. So the pizza. eat your meals. Yeah. Eat your meals, do your cardio and go, you know, do your, your weight training. You have to kind of do all three. If you aren't doing all three of them, I think of it kind of like a, um, podium if one of the legs on on the you know on the little tripod is not there it doesn't stand up it's gonna fail yeah yeah and ultimately you have you have you ask the same question that almost everybody else does it's what is the what is that's the grandest question of them all is what's the best for me to do or you'll hear people say what's the best diet or you have it never fails it's What's the best diet? What's the best exercise? What's the best way to lose weight? And ultimately, the best way to lose weight is what works for you the mm. best. You know, there's so many different diets out there. There's a balanced diet. There's a, a ketogenic diet, which is super, super popular right now. Everybody calls it keto, keto. Well, back in the day, we called it Atkins diet. Right. Now it's the keto diet. And so there's so many recipes and there's so much more information out there with the keto diet. But your everybody's body kind of processes things differently depending on how your hormones uh, act. And so for the most part, it's it's all uh, uh, I, ha I have a client. His name is Jimmy and he uh, Jimmy Smith. If he's listening, shout out to Jimmy Smith. Mm -hmm. So, Jimmy, we started him out on we did a balanced diet where it was just 40 percent carbs. 40% protein and 20% fat. So 100% of his calories came 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% fat. And then basically from each week, we just kind of manipulated. We either pulled the percentage of his carbs down or raised the percentage of his protein. And if that didn't uh, give us the, you know, the, the drastic results that we wanted, then we would switch it. So we went from a balanced diet. Then we went to a low carb diet. Then we went to a carb cycling diet. Carb cycling, basically you have high, high days, low days, and moderate days. Depending, you get the amount of carbohydrates for the activity that you're going to do that day. Okay. So if you're going to go run a mile, two miles, three miles, and you have a really strenuous job, you really want to take in some energy calories to get you through your day. If not, you're going to be useless to anybody. And your, your brain needs a certain amount of calories to function properly anyways. 
So we went from a balanced diet to a low carb diet, carb cycling diet. And then we did a, we, we, we didn't do the ketogenic diet because people can follow a ketogenic diet at first. And if you, it's, it's something for the most part, I haven't really seen anybody be able to sustain that longevity, long-term people that go on a ketogenic diet, they'll lose 20, 30, 40, even close to hundred pounds. But then the moment they have a weakness, so they start eating cake or con- eating consistent carbs, typically all that weight comes back plus more. So it's, you just have to find a really good balance on, on what you're going to follow. And if you are like really attracted to like fatty foods, then you probably need to stick to a ketogenic diet. And it's something that you could adhere to and, and really be able to get good results from and vice versa. If, if your body responds well to carbs and you crave like carbohydrates and stuff like that, then you probably don't need fatty foods. You probably just need more of a carbohydrate with just a simple uh, protein. And that would really help. So it's, you know, the main thing is, is finding out, and I know finding out what works for you. Well, how do you find out what works for you? It really is just process of elimination, picking something, sticking with that, and then getting those results. And then just information on trying to figure out what's going to work best for me. So ultimately Jimmy would wound up working best for him is we started doing a, um, um, he doesn't eat. We call it uh, intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. So he basically doesn't eat. He only eats for six hours a day or eight hours a day. So he eats from 12 to eight. And then from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. He doesn't eat. So he eats uh, 1800 calories in a six hour window or eight hour window. That's due to his schedule. too, that, right? But yes, that and worker. partly because of that. No, he's not a shift worker. Shift he works worker. for Toyota. Okay. Uh, he does that because he's never really hungry in the morning and it just works for his schedule. He can eat all his calories in eight hours throughout the day. And most people wake up in the morning starving. Well, he doesn't. But we went through every possible scenario to get him to figure out what works the best. And Jimmy went from 36% body fat about a year and a half ago. And then I tested him yesterday. He's 9.4. I saw the picture that was posted on yeah. social media. So he and that's and that's all just following nutrition. He doesn't do any cardio. He just follows his nutrition program. He eats his calories. He doesn't necessarily limit himself from stuff. He doesn't say, I'm not going to eat sugar. Mm -hmm. He follows his strict macronutrients. He doesn't eat over 1,800 calories a day. And, you know, his his body just changed drastically. I think the thing for me that, that's difficult because I've seen like, uh, you know, meal prepping like in recipes like, hey, this is this and this and this. And like I'm looking at the calories and I'm like, OK, am I cutting this right? Am I going to do too many? Is it going to be not enough? Or like, am I following the recipe? I'm not that good of a cook. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like that's that's what's hard for me. So there are like some calculators that you can use online Mm -hmm. um, that I think are very helpful. You can, they're macro calculators and you go in and basically put your um, general information, height, weight, uh, your uh, age, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Activity level. Okay. And um, it kind of kicks out uh, and and your goals. So you, if you're wanting to put on lean mass, if you're wanting to lose body fat, if you, you know, you kind of let it know what you're wanting and it'll kind of kick out. Uh, a good idea mm-hmm. of what your macros, do you understand what macronutrients are? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So it's what your proteins, carbs, and fats mm-hmm. for the day mm-hmm. should be. And some of those calculators will even um, separate it out into meals. You can let it know That's how cool. many meals that you plan on eating. Some people like to eat three, some four, five, or six. So you can kind of let it know and it, it'll separate that out into meals. And then we like to use My Fitness Pal. My mm-hmm. Fitness Pal is a really great tool. Um, that you can you know carry around in your on your phone and um, track your macros on. And so once you, you figure out how many calories you want to 
take in per day, it allows you to track your, your exercise activity um, and your, your calories in. Basically, calories in, calories out are being tracked in, in that app. And you can really see why you are or aren't losing weight if you're tracking everything appropriately. So that's kind of the app that we like to use. <laughs> so uh, right now we're talking to the Sanctuary Gym. It's 1033. You're listening to KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. And Robert Villarreal, who is uh, one of our, our good friends, kind of brings up an interesting point. He's <laughs> saying, hey, man, I kind of I, I do not want to start talking or, or go on to a diet or like maybe even begin a new exercise routine before the holidays. And I think a lot of people feel the same way. Um, what would you say to somebody? Oh, that I, have, has I, have, I have great one. So <laughs> so when it comes to like your like you said, your diet and nutrition, what's going to work best for you is what's going to work best for you. If you know, if you like the the, the holidays are coming up. So that means we have uh, four different Thanksgivings you have to go to. Oh, yeah. so you have to eat 12 different pies from mama's house, grandma's house. You have to. You have to. You can't <laughs> not eat them. They've spent the time to make them. You have to eat them. So if you know without a shadow of a doubt that on a Friday you're going to eat, you're going to go hardcore from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., you know that you're going to go hardcore for those you know three hours of eating food, then why would you wake up in the morning and eat all the way up until 3 o'clock? You're just giving yourself extra calories. So if you're going to, you, you need to plan for these things. So uh, Christmas is coming up. Thanksgiving is coming up. New Year's is coming up. So there's all the, you know, when the Christmas office party is going to happen, you know, when they're going to have cupcakes and candy and, and pizza and tamales. And you know, without a shadow of a doubt, whenever everything is going to be there. So let's say, for instance, uh, this Friday. We have a, uh, this Friday, we're going to have, he refuses to die. <laughs> <laughs> He's just making excuses. Yeah, yeah. Well, but again, like you, there's a, well, we were going back to talking about the, the macro calculators. Yeah. If you set yourself and say, okay, look, I'm going to only eat 1800 calories. Those 1800 calories should apply to basically your normal living. You know, you're not going to have Christmas every day, but at the end of the year, I always tell Cassidy at the end of the year, for the most part, uh, typically I just, when it comes to the holidays, you just just let back, enjoy and have fun. Yeah. You know, you do your work, you go to your workouts, you know, you you do your cardio, you do your stuff and you do your thing. But that's easy for guys to say now as females, we have to wear like the, the nice black dress <laughs> to the Christmas parties. And mm -hmm. we, you know, so this isn't a time for for us ladies where we can say, oh, OK, it's November 1st screw the rest of the year i'll just <laughs> you know be fat and happy and and be because we you know like you you kind of like work all year to look nice in the dress we have new yeah. year's eve coming up like this is the time when for ladies we're like crunch time oh, and then the guys are like no it's you know it's the holidays we're not dieting for the holidays we're gonna eat and, you know Watch do football. whatever yeah well you're gonna see the so, family and the cousins yeah. there's gonna be a lot of pictures that are gonna be taken most but, likely but mm. you know again it's balanced like at what point in the year do you decide do you decide nope christmas is coming yeah. i mean is it like october 31st everyone's like nope I think so. Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> I think, are actually, coming. I think it is. I am not dieting anymore. I think it you know, is. Uh, but is that that's like two months? I know two full months of not not caring. You know why? And it's October third. Well, all the candy. So it's like, oh, yeah. I have all this candy. So you know, just eat yeah. a little bit, and then that kind of gets then, you started. Like, even the week leading into Halloween, because you've already got the candy, and so really, so then you're like, okay, so now that date that you kind of stop caring goes right. into like. October 15th. Exactly. So when does it start start yeah. and when do you really have to like say, okay, 
this is this is ridiculous. Now, mm-hmm. now we're getting into like September. Okay, so starting September, <laughs> we just don't. Pumpkin do spice any- <laughs> comes out. Pumpkin right. spice comes out. I got to drink, you know, seven hundred calories every yeah. for breakfast yes. and then for lunch and. So, yeah. so let's, it's seasonal pumpkin spice. You can't. <laughs> so it's so, like the whole fall season. It, it we is just, a little so, bit. So let, let's take it back like this. If you know, if you're, you have to plan again, if you're, we, we talked about if you, if you uh, fail to plan, you're planning to fail. So if you know that you're going to have a Christmas party and there's going to be, uh, there's going to be all kinds of bad food there, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't eat your normal breakfast of your balanced diet with all, uh, let's say you're having, you know, egg whites and oatmeal for breakfast. And then for your snack that you have more carbs or chicken and rice, then for your lunch that you're going to have your uh, lean ground turkey and sweet potatoes, you're eating your regular 1800 calories. But you know, for dinner, you're going to have fajitas, which probably contains, you know, fajitas, rice, beans, tortillas. You're probably going to have some soup or some salsa, chips and salsa. If you know without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to eat all those things then you wouldn't eat your typical normal diet all morning long and all day leading up to the evening time. Mm-hmm. So you have to plan for those things. Typically during the holidays, I actually lose weight, not necessarily trying to, but because I know that I'm going to eat and I'm not going to eat healthy whenever I go to someone's house. I'm not going to eat just the turkey. I know that I'm going to eat. And because I know that about myself, I don't eat all day and then eat all of Thanksgiving and then eat up all night. I just eat that one time of the day. Now, many, many people probably might look at me and say, well, you're just only going to eat one time that day. Yes, I'm only going to eat 2000 calories at once while I'm sitting there. But that's the reason why people gain weight, because they eat all day long and then they go to grandma's house and then they eat all night long and then they just keep eating and eating and eating. And when you eat those sugary foods, have you ever noticed that like when you go to eat something really healthy, you could go eat five ounces of chicken and a half a cup of broccoli and half a cup of brown rice and you will feel stuffed and you're sitting there still trying to get it down because those calories are, are your body is working to digest those calories. Well, those calories might equal up to 450 calories, but yet you can sit down and consume half of a pizza and still go have like 12 Oreos. Ice cream. And, and yeah, ice cream. You can eat all that because those calories are empty. They do nothing for you. There's no filler in them. It just sits on you and it's almost like it spikes your insulin level more and eat more and eat more so ultimately if you know you're going to eat bad plan for that don't eat it as much the rest of the day and then have your freedom at night whenever you're going to do it what is your favorite empty calorie mine's popcorn mine is popcorn i love popcorn pizza that's not empty is it i mean it doesn't do anything for you except make you fat (laughs) (laughs) that's your goal yeah what's yours kurt do you have one jeez just Jeez. straight up queso. Jeez. Just really? straight up. Oh man, he's a big queso fan. I I once had a doctor tell me that I couldn't eat cheese for twenty, like no dairy for twenty eight days. I said, Doc, I'm gonna die. <laughs> There's no way. It's like, go get me the IV now. Just load yeah. me up with cheese to last for twenty eight days. I'll be good. <laughs> I don't know what mine is. I love breakfast food, like pop tarts, like imp- like that's. No, I've heard a lot like, about things about like, like, but but like I, waffles. I'm a I'm a firm bacon. believer. I'm a firm believer that you could probably almost eat bacon anything and, and lose weight. Yeah, it just you just have to time it right. You can't. I'm yeah. really big on nutrient timing. I feel like you can almost eat whatever you want throughout the day if you plan it properly. Meaning, if you're going to eat 2,000 calories a day, that means you can't wake up and have water burger, biscuits, and gravy, and then go have. Uh, you know, a uh, Jack in the Box tacos for lunch, and then some Starbucks coffee in the mid afternoon. You can't do that. 
that's too many calories. But if you're going to eat 2000 calories, you can essentially eat almost whatever you want, because at the end of the day, there's so many different fads when it comes to diet and nutrition. And people think that calories aren't the same. And ultimately, they are the same. Calories are the same. It, it, it always will, it will always come down to how many calories do you burn versus how many calories you take in. And if you don't burn that amount of calories and you're taking in more, you're always going to gain weight every single time, no matter what. But on the flip side, too, if you don't eat properly, if you don't eat the amount of calories that your your body requires, you're going to also your body's going to act like it's starving itself. So it's going to withhold and you're still going to gain weight or you're not going to lose it as fast. Yeah. So I do have a question. I see on your shirt and it's kind of like your logo. So the Sanctuary Gym where faith meets fitness. Can yes. you talk about that and share what that means? Oh, yeah, I got I'll, I might go on to preaching She's on like, this oh. one. Yeah, I might go into <laughs> preaching on this one. So, you know, he does sound like Grant Cardone, yeah, by the way. Yeah. So, so <laughs> in my ears. I want you to think about like this, you know, we're all believers and we all go to church and we love God. And, you know, if, if, if you go to church or if you don't go to church, most of the time when people do go to church, you read your Bible, you read some sort of encouraging words, some sort of daily, some sort of daily devotional. Uh, people say their prayers every single day. Uh, we encourage, inspire, and try to uplift each other every single day. That is your faith working every single day. Well, what happens if you don't work on your faith? What happens when you don't read your Bible? What happens when you don't go to church? What happens when you don't listen to praise and worship music or anything that's encouraging or inspiring? You lose it. You start to question your faith. You start to question, you know, does God even exist? Because you're not working on your faith. You're working on, you're, you're just, you have all these questions. So fitness is no different. If you're not, I don't want to, I don't want to say dieting because dieting is such a, has negative connotation. Right. Yeah. If you're not eating the proper foods, if you're not, if you're not doing your cardio, if you're not training, if you're not, you know, essentially working on those things, you lose your faith the same way that you lose your fitness. It's a constant progress. It's constant work. It's constant every single day. And in our gym, we call it where faith meets fitness because, um, our staff, is super encouraging. So our, our motto at the gym is hugs and high fives. And every single day, we encourage our employees to give a hug or a high five to everybody. <laughs> and, and, you know, ultimately, people go through every single day, people wake up and go to jobs they hate. They're in relationships they don't want to be in. they stuck in traffic all day long. People go through so much. They have to work with people that they don't like. People literally go through so much every single day. And the last thing that they should do is be stressed out coming to a gym and 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 feeling some sort of that's that's ultimately why it's called the sanctuary. The sanctuary literally means a safe haven, a safe place. So all we want to do is provide a safe place where people can come, get loved on, get a hug get a high five and make that ultimately the high point of your day is just coming home and making sure that, you know what, I have to go to the gym. I need to go work on me. We play Christian music all day long, 24 hours a day. We're open 24 seven. Every member that has a key card, every member that everybody that's a member to the gym has a 24 hour access key card. They get to come to the gym whenever they want. The gym is never closed to members. And, and at any time in the, at any time in the day, when you come into the gym, there will either be some sort of Kurt Franklin gospel music playing, or sometimes we play Christian hip hop. We play a lot of Jeremy camp. So, you know, we like to make it to where our gym, we want you, we want our gym to be the highlight of your day. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, I like that it's 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so anybody. So anybody. you can come up there. If you're a member, you have a key card, you mm -hmm. have a code, you can get in there yep. and take care of because everybody's schedule is different. You know, mm -hmm. some people like three, four, five in the morning yeah. and then other we people a, it doesn't work. We have a lot of people that come in at midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, a lot of shift workers, mm -hmm. plant workers. 
and fire department, a Friendswood PD. We have a lot of Friendswood PD. Shout out to Friendswood PD. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So uh, Joe Perez said Cassidy is a jujitsu champion. I do. I do compete. Uh, so I train out of uh, Gracie Baja, Texas, uh, under Draculino. I'm a blue belt, so I'm, cool. I have a long ways to go. But yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I compete quite a bit. So. That's what's up. So we were at uh, Fury Fighting Championships in Humble, and so there were some people that were training. You know, at least that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Where guys are getting in the in the cage, and they didn't have any ladies. Is that something you would ever want to do? MMA, yeah. yeah. So uh, definitely, uh, it's something that I, I've considered quite a bit. Jonathan, for sure, probably doesn't want to get me punch, uh, watch me get punched in the face. I will jump in like, the. I will jump in the cage. <laughs> it's hard for him to watch me. Uh, I think compete yeah. in jujitsu sometimes. But um, so the biggest thing is is my age. If I were a little younger, I would for sure do it 100%. Um, I got into jujitsu um, about three years ago. And um, I just currently at, at my age to get into MMA, once you're above 35 years old, you have to let go have these CT scans mm. and, and things to make sure that everything's cool in your brain, which I is good. I was going to say, like, 26 age. is a bad age to start. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I know. No, yeah, yeah. You can high-five him for that. That, that, that was a good one, sir. That's that the best thing he said. That deserves a big high-five. Um, so, yeah, so there, there's a – It's you have to have, like, an EKG, so you have to check your heart, check your brain. It's a lot of stuff that, that you have to – and you would have to do that every i'm not sure if it's every fight or every year to do any profit to take any professional fights and it's a lot and 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 mm -hmm. there's a reason for that because you know and i have so i have kids and and i have to think about that and and i just uh i don't know jujitsu i get to compete in jujitsu and i kind of get my uh, i get my fix on yeah that's on cool right now but the yeah MMA, the blood goes everywhere well, I mean, we, were we were sitting i'm not worried ringside. about that like i'm okay with that i i actually am considering i think i'm gonna uh, get back get back into the Muay Thai. So I haven't done Muay Thai here at Jack Jacqueline's when I was in Dallas. I was doing uh -huh. Muay Thai. I think I want to get back into just training Muay Thai and maybe work some of the MMA uh, classes and just do sparring with the guys cool. that are that are doing the fighting, but I won't actually go fight. Yeah. So, but, so then I'm just helping them, you know, in sparring. And yeah. so I have considered doing that. That's cool. They let us have media passes. We had never been to a, like either a boxing match. I've never even been to like a martial arts competition, mm -hmm. anything. So we were sitting straight up. The cage is like right here. And at one point, yeah, blood was like, I thought Kurt spit on me. And I was like, Kurt, quit spitting on me. And I was like, look down. I was like, oh, yeah. There's wow. just blood. I was like, does anybody have a napkin? <laughs> like anybody? Yeah. Napkin? yeah. But it was, man, wow. it was uh, an experience. It was a, little, a lot of. Yeah, fun. I'm not. Was I'm that not your a, first MMA fight? Yeah, they never oh. had anything like that. It was oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm on not TV. a fighter. Yeah, I'm not a fighter. I don't yeah. like that. And it doesn't bother me at all. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I've I've been known to have kind of a temper, <laughs> so uh, I don't want anybody like squeezing my neck really hard or trapping me i just so i just stay away from stuff like that i don't yeah. i don't like to train like that i don't yeah i like and to I lift weights get, so i and i don't get angry and in jujitsu and and i think i think most people that practice martial arts like it's not an angry you're not angry and they're fighting you don't have to be angry at your opponent it's kind of like a chess match right so it's not so much like uh angry fighting yeah like because you're mad at the person like it's literally like a chess match yeah. like who, you're you're choosing your next steps there was 14 um, fights that night and pretty much some of them were professional some were amateur depending mm -hmm. on you know the status and how they wanted to do it but yeah. every single one of them pretty much you know hugged it out at the end they all have the same goal trying yeah. to make a career you know and and go to the next level mm -hmm. whatever their goal may be um but that was really 
cool to see, you know, even in the back. Like, we had a couple guys there. I think uh, Christian Guzman, who was on here earlier, I think he might have been fighting at that one. That's cool. Christian, yeah. that sounds familiar. We shot video of the entire thing. We're putting together a video for Jose Solis. Um, and he trains out of Texas and Lamarck, rather. Yeah. And so uh, they were. Radicek, ACS. What is that? ACS under Drew Radicek. He, he trains under it's Texas Strike uh Texas Strike Force or oh, Texas okay. Strike Academy, but they're like right there up Highway Three and, and uh close to Cedar or something. But okay. yeah, no, it, it was cool. We, I hope to get to go back and, and do some fun. stuff with him again. But it's just uh it's neat to see how this area, whether it is, you know, with sports or even martial arts like uh Premier Martial Arts with you know Al Garza mm -hmm. over there. And so I started my son training over there oh, cool. he's fought well he just turned six today today's his birthday nice and Happy uh birthday yeah <laughs> so it's fun i don't know it's just to see because it all ties together you know fitness working out eating right we do some stuff with reality of wrestling booker t and okay. we have some wrestlers in here as well so i was like you kind of look like a wrestler <laughs> with the hair they were sharing all about their diets and a lot of them do intermittent fasting because mm -hmm. they have to be strong mm -hmm. look strong and uh it's a big it's a big thing mm -hmm. I look strong. I feel strong. Well, as long as as long as you you look in the mirror and you feel strong, that's what matters, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Do you think how long would it take if we got Kurt into like competitive bodybuilding? Like, how much time would we need? Like six months of dedication <laughs> to mold him into like the Four Hulk? Four years. <laughs> the Hulk. Was... It's gonna take some years. I'm gonna need really? to see like yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we get take off your jacket, Kurt? <laughs> Uh -oh. Look at that. I think it's like coming off. 30, 30 days. Oh, he, he's very proud of his. <laughs> yes, for sure. Years for yeah, sure. Years be like four years. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. You know, you can make some drastic. You really can yeah. make some drastic changes if you just put some time and some effort into into things. But when it comes to competitive bodybuilding, that's a that's, that's a marathon. Eating. It's that's like a, you eat like it's your job. Wow. And it's a marathon. It's not it's nothing that you can do short term. It's years and years and years of of constant, constant, repetitive over and over and over the same thing every single day. Yeah. So do people kind of get into that because they find a love for the gym? They're like, I'm just working out and they're like, man, I'm seeing I've been training, you know, for three years and I'm seeing <laughs> I'm seeing my gains. And they're like, I could I could compete. And then they they take it to the next level. Well, the, I think the sport has changed, to be honest with you. And, and back then, <laughs> look at that light. Uh, and I've, I've told him it's the shadow. It's like literally the shadow. I need to come. I need to come get over in that light. Look at that <laughs> listen, listen, what's this oh, light doing over here? <laughs> yeah, he's like, never mind. <laughs> put, your, put your jacket back on, Kurt. <laughs> so I think I think the sport honestly has changed. You know, years ago, whenever I started bodybuilding, I, I honestly like it was for me. Fitness has always been a, an escape for me. So. You know, there's a lot of people, they they have a vice and their vice is either uh, drinking or doing drugs or yeah. or or video games, what, whatever their vice is. People typically have a vice and that's where they eating run disorders. eating bad food. Oh, I, that's probably the yeah. main one. But uh, eating uh, eating disorders and all that. So when it comes to like bodybuilding, for me, lifting weights was my vice. Lifting weights is something that I was good at. I've never done drugs. I have I don't really drink. We we every now and then we might do something, but it's it's very rare that we do that. You know, we 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 stick to, you know, the gym and working and and so for me my vice has always been lifting weights and it's just something that I was good at. And because I was so good at it, you know, bodybuilding 10 15 years ago was whoever worked the hardest won. And back then it was uh, it was awarded first place, got to become a pro. They they were considered an IFBB pro. Cassidy here is an IFBB pro. So back in the day, 
the the most uh the highest award was awarded to the person who worked the hardest now it's top five gets uh recognized top three gets recognized and now it's like you know it's just the sport has changed completely over the years and you know the people that worked the hardest years and years ago uh, I think appreciated a lot more than now because now we're in the age and time where everybody gets an award and everybody gets recognized for the same exact hard work that the people that worked hard did. And, you know, so for bodybuilding, it's changed for me, and you know, and it's changed for casting. I think it's changed for a lot of people, you know, again, back in 2006, when I started bodybuilding, the whole sport was completely different than it is now. But to, to touch on your question, um, mm -hmm. I think the, the reason that people get into bodybuilding, everyone has different reasons. Um, I think a lot of people get into bodybuilding um, and lifting weights and, and burying themselves in the gym. I think sometimes it comes from a really positive place, but sometimes it comes from like trauma. Um, the gym can be therapy. Like mm -hmm. it's very therapeutic to go to the gym. And a lot of times someone will um, endure some kind of major life trauma, some kind of major life experience. And they kind of bury themselves in the gym and they start seeing results and then going into prep, which is what you are in whenever you're prepping for a bodybuilding competition, putting yourself into prep, like I was saying earlier, kind of it's kind of an isolation process because you you have to isolate because you're spending um, you know hours doing cardio, hours lifting in the gym, and sometimes that's with somebody, and sometimes that's a lot. A lot of times that's alone. Mm -hmm. um, you, you people say they're going to do it with you. But when it comes down to putting all the hours in, you end up doing most of it, you know, on your own. Um, and so your hours of food prep, hours of, I mean, you're literally eating like it's your job. I was eating, you know, six meals a day, um, 10 ounces of, of protein, a meal, a female. That's me. I'm a female. So it, it was a lot. And so my, I was either eating, doing cardio, lifting weights. Or I was working and it was, or, or sleeping. Like it was, job. it was literally yeah. every hour of every day was taken during that prep. And, and a typical prep is like 20, 24 weeks. So it's, you literally are going into like this isolation mode for that whole time. And 24 weeks is a long time to be isolated, but it can be very therapeutic and, and means mm -hmm. of like, if you had this major trauma, you get to get in there and like, really focus on this one goal and there's a you know as you get closer to that goal there's an end in sight and whenever you get close to that end you know you you kind of hone in and it's therapeutic there's like this therapy and that's cool and uh, so i think and then you make it to your show you have your big you know moment on stage and it's like a, a revealing of all of that hard work mm -hmm. and so it's like an unwrapping of this big thing that you've been working on kind of in private Sometimes some people are very vocal and, and yeah, but. I wonder, is there any like, cause sometimes I, I think of whenever I got married, you know, my wife, like it took, I don't know, like six months planning, eight months, however long the engagement was, yes. you're like preparing, preparing, you're preparing. And then like, after it's done, it's like, what do I do now? What happens now? Yes. There. And that, that happens a lot. So a lot of people kind of get, and that's why, and then, so, then, then they're like, okay, well I'll pick another show. What do they call so, it? The post-show? Yeah, there's like post-show depression. Like right. people really, and it's real. And it's not just mm. like mental depression. It's also like um, food. So so people like prep. So they do all this prep. You diet, 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 do all this cardio getting into your show. Well, there's like a reverse diet and a reverse cardio process that you really have to go through. So you're prepped to your show 
really needs to almost be double what you planned on prepping because you need to reverse out of that show. Yeah. Um, and, Why don't and people just stay prepping all the time? Because <laughs> it's not healthy. Like being that lean is not healthy. for. How lean do you have to be? Like pretty lean, right? I mean, you're, you're in the single digit percentage. Like yeah. three, four so, percent or yeah, something. Two, and three, four, and yeah. that's unhealthy for men, but very unhealthy for women because um, at, at that stage, women stop, you know, having their natural menstrual cycles. Like it, it really starts to manipulate hormone levels, mm -hmm, adrenal yeah. system starts to, I mean, it really can manipulate some things. So, so it's not healthy to be that lean that, that long. Um, and so you really do have to, it's, it's necessary to have off seasons in yeah. bodybuilding. And so you have to reverse out of that. And, and so, yes, there, there is a, um, a kind of sad, like drop off at the end because you have this big show and everyone's like, paying attention to you and then all of a sudden your show's over and then it's like there's it's there's kind of like this fall off so yeah. so you have to learn how to mentally grow out of that and you know have an off season feel comfortable in your skin at a heavier weight whenever you've gotten so used to being lean and everyone noticing how lean and how and yeah, healthy. you see the, the veins and yeah, the percentage and, like, and your six oh, pack you and all so the muscles great. and then and then and then like two months later you're walking around and you're like normal and right. everyone's like oh did you see cassidy she looks you know she's yeah. gained so much weight well you're not you're just normal you know you're back to like a kind of a normal body fat level but that can be very like mental mentally taxing on somebody who's been now used to being so lean for so long. What What is so, like a normal, like a percentage? Like if you're like an, I would, I, don't, I mean, it's hard cause everybody's different, but like for someone average, like what's a good healthy window? For somebody? Aver average body fat, I, I believe for men <laughs> is around the 20. Well, supposedly the average body fat for men, I believe is around 24%. But you know, for, for me, I like to say the high teens, if you're in the high teens, like 18, 19, I feel like in your mind, you feel good and you look good. Yeah. If you're in the 20s, you still can't see any type of your stomach's not really flat. You still have some belly fat and some belly, belly fat on, on, on your on some or some back fat, I should say. But uh, I feel like high teens is what everybody should shoot for. And females should shoot for low 20s, probably high teens as well. I think normal, like on our body fat percentage papers at the gym. It's like 20 to 24 is what mm -hmm. the men is, 20 to 24. And female, I believe, is 24 to 28. Yeah, something like that. But mm -hmm. but physically, what I see where people are happiest, females are in the low 20s, high teens, and males are in the mid to high teens. Okay. That's where they're the happiest. It's, yeah. where it's sustainable. And then what are the three, those three pillars again? If we could touch on those, like, um, I think it was like diet. Oh, uh, cardio, nutrition, and weight training. training. Yeah. So you need those three and then those will allow you to hopefully find something that works for you. Yep. Yep. Can you all believe we're just uh, about, uh, uh, we're out of time. It's oh, already wow. 11 o'clock, huh? Wow. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> I told you. And if somebody was looking for your location, can you let us know where you're located, how they can find you on the internet, social media, and maybe why they should uh, try the sanctuary gym? Yes. Yeah, so uh, again, we are located in Friendswood, Texas, 133 West Parkwood Avenue, uh, Friendswood, Texas. That's right at the corner of 528 and 518 um, behind Gina's Italian Restaurant. There's a Texas First Bake in that, in that parking lot and an HEB. Um, and, you know, I think that the Sanctuary Gym is a place for people to be able to come and feel comfortable. Unlike uh, a lot of uh, gyms, I think people feel intimidated going into 
I think our environment is a little bit different. It's much more accepting of everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that we cater to any one uh, group of people, age, age wise, uh, sex wise. Like it, there's just a, a very well-rounded group. We have kids. We have. I have a 91 year old client. We have a great personal training staff. You know, we give hugs and high fives um, out like candy. Seriously, and and uh, and you know, people are going to feel welcome there. Um, and you can you can accomplish really any goal in that gym. We have everything that you could possibly need to accomplish your fitness goals at the Sanctuary Gym. And we um, would love to give you a three day pass if you'd like to come check us out and give you a tour of the gym. So awesome. um, yeah. So thank you guys for having us. This has been really awesome. We had fun too. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's Jonathan's a wooer. <laughs> it's 1101. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. This has been Kickstart. Don't forget tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock, Moore Memorial Public Library. We're going to be there till about 1 o'clock accepting non-perishable food items. We're going to be donating those to the Galveston County Food Bank. Yeah, we're super excited. We'll see you there. Coming up next, I'm Toby Mack, KHEARadio.com and 99.5 FM. We'll see you tomorrow. And if we don't see you tomorrow, we'll see you Monday morning at 8.30 for Kickstart on KHEA Radio. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Love ya. Later. Where do y'all live at? 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 Where do y'all live at?